I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, you can play your mind games to try manipulate me, but you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Megan Price. <laughs> I'm Av Sinensky, and I weigh 219 pounds. And I'm Megan Price, and just admit it, you think I'm yoing up. <laughs> Welcome back to... <laughs> Welcome back... <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Mickey, which originally aired on February 9th, 2020. And as you just heard, uh, we have a special guest with us this week, Megan Price, who of course plays Donna. We know her from Grounded for Life, Rules of Engagement, The Ranch, but here she's playing Donna. And Av, this is the second time that Larry's dating someone playing Donna, and they've both actually been, the, the actor behind both characters has been on the show, I just realized. That's right. We're a very pro Donna podcast. Yeah. We've had uh, we had Donna Samantha Mathis, and now we have Donna Megan Price. Yeah. So Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been listening to your podcast, and it's so interesting how much you know. Interesting. Okay, I'll take it. Of information. Yeah, that's interesting. No, it's so fun, and the interesting is good. Okay. okay. Well, you sent me the sample episode with Jeff Schaefer. Who yeah. I've known since I'm like 22 years old, he's been one of my friends forever. And oh, awesome. was, he never talks about himself. So it was so entertaining to like hear all that. And I can't believe how much he remembers. You asked me about any yeah. episode of any television show I've ever been on. I, I will swear to God that never happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm the opposite of a heavy pot smoker. I have like amazing short term memory and it's gone. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> interesting yeah that's probably more useful though like you're probably you know yeah. just like in the moment and then like you know you don't need to remember nonsense from years ago like who cares it's good for my job yeah yeah that's also true um so ah yeah we talked last week this is a, a unusual episode first of all a very long name second of all we are, are on vacation uh to a new location which you know we've gone to new york but that's almost like a second home but um this episode yeah we- yeah this is like almost as standalone an episode of Curb as you get. I mean, I guess we still get a little bit of the ongoing storylines mentioned, but it's just like, yeah, like Curb on location. Like, I'm tr- I'm surprised they didn't like uh, promo the hell out of this thing. Like, if this was like NBC back in the day, it would be like, this week, Curb, going to Cabo. Yeah. Like, check it out. <laughs> and it's like a bonus size, 45-minute episode. Yeah, yeah. It would be like an event. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned last week, This I think this is ranked, uh, if not the highest, one of the highest episodes of the season. So uh, people... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, people are very high on this episode in terms of like uh, rankings you see online. I rank it number one. I rank it number one. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I would too if we if we were in the episode of Curb. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be my favorite episode of Curb. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah. fair. I think it's a perfectly reasonable thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah. All right. Yeah. So shall we uh, check out Megan Price's favorite episode of Curb, season 10, episode four? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get me to say anything bad about Mickey, and you're not going to get me to say anything bad about this episode. Mm. Uh, can you uh, call me Goat Williker for the rest of the episode, please? Uh, sure. Uh, Megan, would you like to be Mrs. Williker? <laughs> Mrs. Goat, preferably. Thank you. Mrs. Goat. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. Uh, we start out at Latte Larry's, and Larry is 
fixing up his coffee shop. You know, he's getting things ready for the big day. He's going to compete with Mocha Joe's. And he complains to Leon that, you know, it's actually a lot of work to, like, fake, raw, you know, buy a store and, like, do this as, like, a goof on, like, some guy. Like, because then, like, you actually have to, like, deal with, like, you have the electrician, you have the plumber. Like, these are, like, annoying things to have to manage as your day-to-day when you're, like, a billionaire and there's, like, no reason to, like, bog your life down with this nonsense. But fine. Yeah. Um, but and, it's like, also sure enough, weird, isn't it, that Larry doesn't have, like, a general contract? who's taking care of all this for him like right why is yes he himself? why is <laughs> right. he courting electricians and plumbers and <laughs> for the all yeah. reasons well, yeah i mean right i mean that that's that that definitely is less like a very unrealistic aspect of it that yeah. like you just have to get past i mean look we know he's gonna be very involved when it comes to the toilets because he's got a lot of ideas right but like he could come for the meeting to just like relay his vision to the contractor and then like show up at the end to see a job done. But yeah, uh, fair enough. Megan, do you think uh, um, off screen, as uh, you inhibit inhibit the character of Donna, did uh, Larry talk to Donna about all his plans for the bathrooms at the Spite Store that we'll uh, see over the course of the season? I didn't see a lot of deep conversation once. Mm. Well, we'll talk about the first scene, like when when he gets some information about me that he seems pretty tunnel vision. Mm, like yeah. He's yeah, really yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does become pretty singularly focused from there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Larry, sure enough, gets a call from the electrician and uh, he has to reschedule and uh, Larry's very frustrating. So Leon, you know, like, let me on the phone. I'm gonna do my thing. And he gives the electrician this whole spiel about like, listen, man, when you're having sex with your wife and you're ready to come, you don't say I'm going to go take a break for a sandwich now. Right. So you can't make this man wait either. Perfect like, analogy. Leon, you know, he, yeah, he always has this ability with people, right? Like, we've seen him do this several times, like, where he just, like, takes the jersey and, like, there was another place, like, he gets Larry into somewhere. He just, like, you know, he goes over to people and he, like, lies to them or I don't know what he does. And he just gets what he wants. It's pretty He's great. very persuasive. I mean, if somebody said that to me, I think I'd be so confused that I might just, you know, capitulate <laughs> out of, right. like, con- sheer confusion. So it works. Yeah, I could see that. Right. You just, like, overcome Leon the guy. Is always just don't ask, don't get. Like but he asked, but he also gets. It's very easy to have yes. that attitude when you bat 100%. So. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Larry's like, oh, that was actually pretty great. Like, maybe, like, I should have you in charge of just, like, dealing with all these people because you seem to have a pretty good handle on, <laughs> you know, how to make things happen. Um, and Leon's like, yeah, he's up for the task. Uh, well, you know, later on, he'll become uh, Larry's house husband. So I guess this is already like a preview into that. Yeah, but we'll um, also learn there that he's a terrible job. Oh, yeah, he's very bad at it. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. Do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was bad at actually doing the work. Maybe he'd be better as the GC. Mm. Okay, so he's just telling other people to do it, but he's not yeah. getting involved. Yeah, Leon hopefully. just really hopes that Larry's not going to include the dry scones at Latte <laughs> Larry's because they make his throat dry because scones are terrible. Mm. And Larry's like, funny you should mention that. And we Megan, have what's your side. take on the scone? Ob came up I was just about to weigh in. I'm like, I would like to weigh in on the scone. Oh, yes, please do. Yes, I, please cook. Do. I cook a lot. And like, how can there be six pounds of butter in the recipe and yet they're still always dry? There's a pound yeah. of butter in like six scones, and they. What's all, it even doing? It can suck all the liquid out of your whole body. Like I'm dehydrated after I eat scones. I don't know uh, why. Yeah. Yeah, insane. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'd a, rather fast for a whole day. I, than a muffin. Scones. I love a muffin. A muffin is my favorite. No, all other pastries are pretty good, basically. All other cake-like pastries, because it's really a cake-like yeah. pastry. Even a biscuit. A, how does a biscuit have more moisture than a scone? Mm. A scone is supposed to be. Mm-mm, not a fan. All right, I need to go have a scone in the next few days to remind myself. But I said this last week and then never got around to it. But yeah, I mean, you're a busy man. Yeah. <laughs> Who has time for a scone? Yeah. 
<laughs> It'll take you three hours to eat. That's so true. <laughs> it takes you three hours and a lot. <laughs> Got to stick it on the calendar. Yeah, so we get this. Uh, we get this like flashback within a flashback. Oh, I love flashback. it! It's great. Yeah, it's great. Like Herb doesn't do stuff like this. This is yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, so we flash back to uh, you know Alice on the on the elevator, and you know she's choking, and then we flash over to Swindell telling Larry that like she had the case is gone because she has like no memory of anything now. Yeah. So she can't testify. And That's like, how it works. Oh, I like those codes. When an elevator door opens with you and a woman who's passed out or possibly dead in front of you and your arms are up, you usually <laughs> get into like less legal trouble. Yeah. 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 That improves your situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, for Larry David, it did for it now. Did, yes. Uh, yeah. So Mocha Joe walks in. He's just like taunting them. He's like, you know, he takes two big coffees. He like throws them down on the table. And he's like, compete with this. And, um, you know, he tells them that, like, listen, like, you're never going to be able to, like, do what I do because you don't have the beans. And Larry and Leon take a sip of the coffee. And sure enough, they're like, he's right. This coffee is pretty great. Now, you know, this is, you know, interesting because yeah. the whole premise of the season is that the coffee was bad at Mocha Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, every time it's cold, such that Larry has the confidence to do the nose test on strangers coffee <laughs> without even like, you know. So suddenly, yeah, no mention of the temperature, just uh, the the amazing taste. So yeah, it's just amazing coffee now. All of a sudden, yeah, um, yeah, it seems like an awful lot of trouble. Anytime Larry gets jealous, it, that's it's the most brilliant episode. Of yes, yeah, Larry jealous is such an excellent motivating. <laughs> and especially because yeah, so will... Mocha Joe's at his like apex, like he's he's like very cocky in this episode. He's a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have we got this little nice little montage of Larry Leon and Leon going around all over town, uh, trying out the coffee here, trying the coffee there, and says, you know, they're not finding. You know, Mojo has the best coffee in town, so Larry really, you know, went to a lot of trouble to get himself banned from the best coffee place in all of Los Angeles. Mm. Do you think that uh, they um they kept the se- the same scenes, you know, like the the cuts of like the slow roast, like the dripping and all that stuff for um when when Larry went on comedians and cars with Jerry, because it's very very, very <laughs> similar. Uh, I, need, yeah. I need to do a screen by screen. I mean, if anything, Kerb oh, would be taking it. From, yeah, but no, but I'm joking. I don't think that. <laughs> That's such a good. But we guy. should have Leon and Larry. They should do um, as Kerb continues to become more Seinfeld like. You know, uh, Larry should start a show where he drives around. Larry criticizes <laughs> coffee yeah. with comedians. Yeah, that should be season twelve of of Kerb. Should be Larry starts doing a show yeah, where listen, he drives around when, with comedians. When Larry <laughs> signs a deal with Netflix, you know that's what would happen. But I don't think that's happening. Yeah, it'll yeah. be like the Kramer reality tour. Yeah, he'll drive. If Larry Dave will drive people around on a bus <laughs> in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> give him oh, uh, everything bagel. Uh, sorry, uh, cinnamon raisin bagel, uh, grilled cheese. Um. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff comes in. He joins them, and Larry tells him that Leon's going to be start working at Latte Larry's. What could go wrong? And Jeff's really excited. You know, Leon's you know moving up in the world. He's got a job now, and he puts his napkin down on his lap. And Larry's like, "What are you doing with this napkin? Does this ever do anything? You ever catch anything on the napkin?" As someone who spills a lot, I will say the napkin is helpful. It's also um, matters. So yeah. It's a weird take. Yeah, it's a weird take. Um. Yeah, I used to not do the napkin because I thought it was annoying, but then, like, I would spill a lot in my lap a lot, and it's, like, better to have a napkin there to block it from hitting your pants. Yeah. But, like, my like my wife was insistent that, like, we teach our children from, like, a young age the napkin thing. I don't know, Megan, yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, I have a super logical kid. Like, she's as black and white as they come. 
And she argued the same thing. She's like, why would this be on my lap? A, that's not where my crumbs end up. They end up on my shirt, but I'm not putting a napkin. Yeah, that's actually true. And by the way, you wash your clothes. So isn't that the purpose of wearing clothes is to catch the food? <laughs> Right, right. That's a, you know what? I'm back in. Uh-huh. I'm back you in. like her, don't you? No, it is true. I do mostly spill on my shirt. My shirt always gets dirty. I basically, every every time I eat in a, in a shirt, it, the shirt gets dirty. Well, my daughter also has a thing. Like, even if she has a napkin on her lap, she's wiping her hand on her pants or on her shirt. Like, yeah. doesn't, yes. Yeah. Doesn't. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I actually openly, like, for my baby, I openly encourage that. I literally use his clothes as the napkin because then I of just course. work down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that lets yeah. me honest, during COVID myself, half the time also. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the reason for baby shirts, because you can pull them over their head and then they just wipes their face, right? Off. Yeah, the extra right. piece, the flap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, otherwise everyone would just walk around naked. The clothes are the towels. <laughs> that's, yes, exactly. And in fact, I have cloth napkins because I decided, I don't know, I was the Queen of England when my child was born. I like, wanted to do things differently or something. I don't know what. It's so dumb. And she'd be like, this is cloth, this is cloth, what's the difference? It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She wins. Yeah. I lose the idea. Um, yeah. Leon thinks you're supposed to tuck your collar into it. Yeah. The uh, old and, school. Uh, yeah. Jeff tells him the loss of dignity was comes with tucking the napkin on the collar is unbearable. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you see like a big doofus. As it was an adult, um, yeah. Except there's certain cases where like like at crab places, adults lobster. all put bibs on or whatever, yeah. you know, or lobster. Sorry, that's yeah. my gene yeah. showing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Larry, Larry notes Al Capone having done it, but, you know, no one was going to say anything yeah. bad to Al Capone. Um, so, yeah, so Jeff wants to know if Larry's going to Mickey's wedding and Larry's like, you know, it's too far. Like, why are we going to this place? Who makes people travel two hours for a wedding? Um, Chester, you made people travel very far for your wedding. I mean, Detroit's not that far. But also, Detroit's not a destination. Go to Detroit? Yeah, not a destination for Detroit. Yeah, not a destination. No, we just decided where would be the most exciting place to watch. Uh, yeah, everyone who went to uh, Al Chester, like, everyone that went to, to the, the Chester House, the murder capital of the country, the murder capital of the United States. Just... Everyone bought 150 houses while they were there, and. <laughs> Yeah, so like he's complaining about the wedding, but uh, Jeff, you know, right away is not having it. Says the episode title: "You're not going to make me say anything bad about Mickey." Um, so, so the this is like is, this is going to be why. Yeah, um, and Jeff this is like kind saying of like, bad things about people. Just last week, Jeff right, was trashing right, his longtime yes. friend Ted Dance and just the egg Larry on. Yeah, it's so, I mean, yeah, it's interesting that it's Mickey. Like I could see him going doing this for Larry. And like he does at the very end, you know, yeah, like whatever spoiler to the end. Yeah. But like, yeah, who's this guy Mickey that like Jeff is like so you know he wouldn't never badmouth him? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't really get this as like a character beat. I mean, it's a very funny. It, it is Jeff like in a certain way. It's just like sure. not consistently Jeff. But if if, if they do this with like the Clive Owen episode, well, I don't mean. I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of school because it's pretty obvious that it's from Larry's actual life. But like, that's yeah. what Larry just told me the first day. He's like, oh. There was this guy I knew in New York, and he was like, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about me, you know, and they're all like, <laughs> why? Like, why is it that they were equally confused why that guy was off limits, but everybody right. else was fair game? Yeah, there was, uh-huh. yeah. Maybe so that guy was connected to Al Capone. Maybe Larry knows the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jeff's like, you know, we're, it's going to be great. We're going to take a plane. Like, you'll come, you'll slip in, you'll split it. 
Uh, we'll have a great time. And Leon's like, in. And Larry's like, you're not invited to the wedding. Like, what are you talking about? And Leon says, no, I'm just going to come along. I'm, you know, and he's like, fine. If you come along, then you chip in. Yeah. He's like, Leon's like, no, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be out of the way. I'll be just like, I'll like luggage. And um, they're like, yeah, well, fine. But like, then luggage doesn't eat. He's like, fine. Or chip in. So Leon's, Leon's down. Now, yeah, something Leon's, tells me that Leon's not going yeah, to you know, pull to this deal. <laughs> That was my favorite argument of what, just to watch him win. He was winning that argument, no matter what, they, you know? Yeah. So good. He's my, probably my favorite character on the show right now. Yeah. yeah. Just, everything out of his mouth is gold. And then he was the one that I could not look at in a scene. I couldn't. I mean, if, even if I heard him, I was about to die laughing. But if I looked at him, I would lose it because he's so yeah. and serious. Yeah. Even, yeah, he, just his like, um physical acting is hilarious always like it's he doesn't even have to talk to be funny yeah it's pretty great okay so we are going to be interrupted at this dinner oh well not interrupted <laughs> she's, we're not interrupted she's being interrupted <laughs> yes to be more precise um, says, we have uh you have my gun <laughs> yeah yes we have uh we have a guest joining the scenes donna's gonna enter Definitely. I don't know what your other guests are like, but like, I literally hate watching myself. I don't know. I hate it. I think I've been oh, on so should we not do that? 150 episodes of television. I'll watch it. I watched it for you guys. I, like, oh, okay. I okay. So we it. can do it. Yeah. So it's not, you're not, it's not like an Adam Driver situation. No. You can. Oh, God, you can is Adam Driver like super annoying and has a panic attack? Yeah. Me? He like stormed off a podcast because they played it. Well, he them. came on our podcast actually just to talk about Curl. <laughs> no, and then we accidentally played a scene from Girls. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he he no, he's not, he's like very strict about he's very strict about it. That was Terry Gross. He did that too, right? Yeah, he walked so. out on Terry Gross. He's like the yeah. nicest human being on the planet. All right, okay, here we go. Chip in. Yeah, we got a point. Huh? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Are, are you walking out? Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind throwing out my gum? Your your chewed gum? It's all wrapped up in paper. It's like throwing out paper. Why don't you just leave it on your table? No, I can't do that. It's, it's unsightly. Who wants to, you know, gum on the table? You don't want that. Yeah. You could put it in your pocket. And pocket. Throw you it know out. what happens? You forget, then it goes in the wash and it ruins the pants. Good point. Yeah. Give me one reason why you wouldn't do it. You, oh. you don't have one. Okay, you, I, I gotta go. It's just I'll a piece it. of paper. It is a very good point. Thank you yes. so much. Don't be afraid of that little piece of paper. I'm a little afraid. No, close your fist on <laughs> oh, don't, don't be afraid. Close your fist. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Go, go to it. Wow. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's not enough that he made you hold your gum. He also <laughs> physically closed his ear. Yeah, what was that? What was that sick thing? Like, it's already <laughs> unbelievable. And when he was pitching it to me, he's like, yeah, he asked you to take your gum. I'm like, what? That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a thing. thing. I would take someone else's gum out of what is wrong yeah. with you. And he's like, yeah, no, what's more like efficient? Coming. Yeah, charming. Yeah, what's this conversation? What? <laughs> yeah, this, con this, this conversation is insane. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take a stranger's gum? Uh, you I need to be arrested. What do you mean? Hold your close your hand around. That's so dirty. I think it's Am I crazy, or is that a thing. lot of gum to hand to another yeah. person? I think it's the craziest thing he's done on the show. It's it really? boggles the mind. <laughs> If I was alive, really does. And Donna basically takes it in stride. I mean, she takes it as flirting. I guess it's a weird way to flirt. I don't know. But Larry's. Oh, my God. It was so weird. And when we were shooting the thing, I kept going, oh, I can't wrap my head around this. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying. 
And so then Carol Leaper at some point, she comes over and she goes, come on, this girl's got to have some kind of balls. She can't just take it like with no fight. Cause like, that was how it was set up. Like you find it charming. I'm like, it's not charming. It's gross. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. If the if the scene uh, has to end with you accepting the gum, your exactly. options are kind of limited. Yes, uh, you got to figure out a way to accept I, the gum. Yeah, I will say, it's, Megan. Yeah, like, though, after hearing just a moment ago you describing uh, how your daughter convinced you about no napkins in the house, I feel like Donna's get convinced very similarly by Larry here. Yeah, because it's hard to have arguments against a premise that you have literally never heard in your yeah. entire life. You're not prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. No. No pat answer for it's that. Like a, yeah, it's a sneak attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like and the impetus here for like why he can't just throw out the gum himself is well you're already going in the general direction of the garbage can stranger right and my argument would be that you think i'm cute and so that's it's like an excuse to talk to me but he doesn't like jeff right tells him like she's cute go yeah. after her like, right yeah no he's <laughs> right he's not even thinking that way no Mm-mm. no he's just being his general insane self yeah it, yeah it, it works sometimes so it's fine. I mean, I, it, was, it was weird. It was very weird. <laughs> Just what I've come to expect on that show. <laughs> Odd, and we all go with it. <laughs> and right, he so is, uh, like, yeah, so bizarrely charming. I mean, I just have to say, not bizarrely. Like, he's genuinely so charming. And has he been on your show? No. Well, kind of, but not really. He was in the background on Jeff's uh, Shapers episode for, like, 10 seconds. That's funny. That's fine. He yeah. lives right next to me. Now. I think he bought a house somewhere near me. Um, yeah. Right. I, tell, him, tell him to come on. Invite him on the podcast. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. <laughs> no, he's genuinely like the nicest human being and really charming and kind. And yeah. He's yeah, great. we've heard that. Yeah. And he's, he, you certainly see the charm, you know, even when yeah. he's being like a total like doofus in the, in the show. That's why like, he gets away very, with it. He's That's still charming. Yeah. 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 I mean, ah, let's be honest. If Larry David came up to either one of us and asked us to hold his gun, we probably would. <laughs> Absolutely. Without the rap. He wouldn't even need a good reason. I would say, he'd be like, here, hold my gun. I'd say, sure. <laughs> I would do much worse than you, Don. At least you put up a fight. <laughs> That's the true test of a super fan. Yeah. All right. Let's jump ahead to the date. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go with you. So my question before we jump into it is, so Larry, we think, hasn't yet eaten, right? Oh, are they going from one restaurant just, directly to the next? They wow. were, that's what it seems like. Donna, I think, has eaten. She's leaving. I mean, they could have walked around town all day. Well, I don't know. Let's ask uh, Megan. What, what, yeah. what, did, what did Donna and Larry do when they walk out of that restaurant before we see them here in this restaurant? The restaurant, well, we were going to shoot a scene out, and then we just didn't do it. But the restaurant we were in before was lunch. Mm-hmm. And then this is Oh, night. okay. So this is later tonight. So yeah, have they spent the whole afternoon together? No, I don't know. I think the idea, the original idea was that we had a conversation outside the restaurant at lunch where he asked me to go to dinner. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like the next day or something. And so, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So this is not a bang bang. I see what you're saying. Like yeah. When the direct cut is to the next restaurant, it looks like, yeah. It could have been an early Yeah, hint. no, because I... Yeah, I was going to be really impressed if this was just like you're both doing a double dinner. Although Larry, that would concern Larry, right? If he, uh, the double yeah. dinner, and you know, given what he's about to learn. Done. I am finished. Me too. How is it? Delicious. Thank you. So um, you're having a pretty tremendous time, aren't you? <laughs> you mean no. Uh, no, like like you're a tremendous time. <laughs> People always have a great time at sushi bars because they don't have to look at each other. Ugh. What what yeah. could be worse than having to sit across a table Why would we staring look at, at each somebody? Other? But this, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, every now and then I steal a glance. 
What are you doing next weekend? Um, Do you have plans? Um, I, I, I don't have plans, well, maybe, actually. Maybe you'd consider going to a wedding with me in uh, Mexico. A wedding? That's huge. That's big, yeah. Usually that's like a fifth, sixth, seventh date kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It would require us um, sleeping in the, in the same room. You don't have anything to worry about. You'd sleep on the couch, so... Oh, would I? I'd make sure it's a comfortable couch. <laughs> oh, would you? Yeah, I would. Could I have a pillow? I think we can get you a pillow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That His flirting is on yeah. point here. You think about it. It's in Mexico at Playa Mariposa. At oh, in Cabo? In Cabo, yeah. Oh, that is so gorgeous. I was in Cabo a couple years ago. so? Yes. I have pictures. It's so beautiful. Paddleboarding. Paddleboarding, yeah. There's Look at that sunset. That. Isn't that pretty? I, I mean, if you like sunsets, I could care less about that. But <laughs> come on, you can't not. Wait, wait, who's that? Who's that? Oh, that's me. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I lost a lot of weight. That's you? Yeah. Yeah. Really? It was a while ago. What, what did you have? Some. Uh... Is it some kind of medical thing? You're taking medicine or <laughs> drug? Just lifestyle. You know. Yeah. Lifestyle. How, how long ago was that? I don't know. A year and a half, maybe? So you got down to this. Uh, you look disturbed. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's the contrast that's uh, d disturbing. It's, it's like if you saw a picture of me with hair a year ago and then you met me and I was bald, you'd be disturbed too. I think you lost some hair. But are you still losing? Am I um, Wait, are you still losing are weight? Are we on a first date? This I'm just curious. Am I? Well, I don't know. I guess or, it or depends. I, or are you? Are you gaining? Are you gaining? <laughs> I think everybody fluctuates. It happens. Yes. Yeah. What I know is. Well, I you just... look fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see my man. Uh, please accept a free dessert. Oh, it's, it's not necessary. We, we don't need dessert. Oh, thank you very much. Very kind. <laughs> What? We, don't, we don't need this. Oh, come on. What? It's green tea ice cream wrapped oh, no, in you, like you this rice it. paper. No, Are you not. kidding me? Really? I definitely want this. Try one. Mmm. Mmm. What is better than dessert? Oh, my God. Let me cut to Leon's disgusting. <laughs> Ritz crackers with jelly squeezed. Ugh. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Um, I have a lot of notes on that. I mean, this Donna... She is like very comfortable with this like insane yes. bed she's on. <laughs> I swear to God, that is the only reason that I was cast in this role because I, uh, if you like, I, I, I um, auditioned for them like mm, two seasons ago or something for this role as like the girl that works at the department store that is like measuring pants. Of course, you must remember this episode. I'm, I think I'm yeah. measuring. Yeah, yeah, in, in the lot. Yeah. yeah. Where Larry, yeah. yeah, right. He's um, like, why am I? I could like put a pants by myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for that role, right? And when I went there, like you know, Jeff and I, Jeff Schaefer and I are friends, but like I would never, like we don't cross lines, you know. Like I, most of my friends are comedy writers, and I don't go, hey, I'm up for your show, you know. So I was not having a conversation with that. I go in, I improv with Larry, and then I hear nothing. So I'm like, oh, I guess I wasn't very good, you know. And I kind of left it. And then they call me like two seasons later and just offer me this job. And I'm like, what? So then they tell me later, oh no, you were too good for that part because it was too small. We were saving you for something oh, so bigger. And nobody ever told me. No. 
<laughs> who's quite a surprise. Right. So that would have been nice to know. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to cast you just like yeah. not for this thing. We have yeah. some, we're going to wait yeah. for something better. Yeah. It could have helped. Yeah. Because we were, we did go out of town to shoot this too. So like, ooh, if I wasn't very good, you'd be in big hot trouble because I was right. in a lot of scenes and we're out of town. Right. I also yeah, wonder right. if it's nowhere. because the show doesn't officially acknowledge that there's going to be another season at when it ends the season. So maybe yeah. they didn't want to tell you that explicitly because they don't want that out. Like, you know, like somebody's cast for the next season of Curb. I actually love that point um, that Jeff Schaefer made on your show where he said Larry fully believes that he's out of ideas by the end of each right. season. Because I heard Elton John once on Inside the Actor Studio. They had Elton John. Elton John, who has a songbook of, I don't know what, 600 million songs. He said every time <laughs> like he sits down at the piano, he believes he's never going to write another song. And wow. that must be like Larry. You know, he doesn't trust that he's at, and he's going to have 600 million more, you know, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Imp- I mean, listen, uh, imposter syndrome is quite real. Um, I read in Tina Fey books, she talk about. <laughs> Literally yeah, Tina Fey like says that like she literally believe goes through life expecting that like everyone's gonna eventually realize that she's not really funny. Like, yeah, like yeah. you know, head writer of SNL wrote the like most critically acclaimed comedy of like the decade in the two thousands. Like, thinks that she's you know you know not really funny. It's like you know it's crazy to think. But like I you know, I I, uh, I have it myself. People much more accomplished than me have it. So, but it's uh, it's a wild. I've heard thing. it a lot. I've heard it a lot from comedians though too because I have a lot of friends who are comedians and comedy writers yeah. because. Com- Comedy is kind of magical and music. Right. It like comes to you. And so I think it doesn't feel trustworthy because it comes out of the ethos and like, how did that arrive? And other right. people are like, oh, how did you think of that? Well, you didn't think of it, but it came, you know? Right. Yeah, it's it not mechanical. Right. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You're right. You can't expect it to come back. Yeah, I hear that. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So it's, it's so interesting. This like the progression that like Larry kind of goes through here because it's like, in some ways, it's like, you know, the, the shallow person shouldn't care because, like, as long as she's, like, in good shape now, like, what do I care that, like, in a year from half from now, like, he's, well, not, he's not marrying this girl, most likely. Like, okay, so she might gain weight again in the future. Who cares? But then it's, like, in, in another way, it's, like, even it's shallower because it's, like, because she's a woman that's, like, capable of gaining weight, like, oh, that's, like, unattractive like yeah, to him. He's having dinner with a ticking time bomb. Like, right. I feel like that's his level yeah. of panic. It's like this thing could explode. At any <laughs> but like, you're probably just going to go on like four dates with her anyways. Like you've yeah. seen the show, right, Larry? Like this is, this is the second Donna you've dated in the two seasons as we just this is so, <laughs> yeah, like this isn't going to like this isn't going to be a long term thing. Just yeah, like, so, so the woman so, before you now is attractive. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Megan, Donna is the 20th woman who Larry has dated on the show um, uh, during and after uh, Cheryl. Um, not so not including those until just now. Now I yeah. do not. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and and what it's the it's the second this season, right? Because he had Rita, uh, who in side sitting, played by Terry Polo. Right. Yeah, right. right. And then um, obviously we had you know Elizabeth Banks and Lauren Graham and all those people in season nine. So yeah, so yeah. Right. So we go over to Larry's house. Yeah, we got a, we got a shot of before of Leon's. Um, Grape jelly on top of sliced bananas, on top of I think peanut butter, on top of a Ritz cracker. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like the Joey Trifle situation where like I see no reason why this shouldn't be delicious, but like it's just like a weird combo. Well, I just think it's something an eight-year-old would make, which is <laughs> yes, Leon's <but> like <laughs> general cuisine. 
<laughs> right. Um, my wife and I went to a restaurant recently, and they had something on the menu where, like, you know, they always like describe like the like these like fanciest places like in like fancy words, so like you know you don't actually know what anything is. And there was like an ingredient in one of the things that was like truffle lavender honey, and we're like. We don't know what truffle lavender honey is, but we know that we want some. So, like, give us the thing with the truffle lavender honey. And? It was good. But, like, it was just like, if you make something sound so delicious, then I'm obviously going to want it. Mm. Like, it has a lot of buzzwords in it. Yeah, but lavender has a scent. and Like, how does it have lavender have a taste? I have no idea. I don't know what it was. Like, it was just, it's just like, like. If you do too much, it tastes a lot like soap. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I made lavender yeah. scones one time. Ooh, oh. see, all <laughs> it all comes back around. You use this yeah. much, too much lavender and you have soap scones. <laughs> then you can probably just use them as soap, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's at least like you get some benefit hummus. out of it. Yeah, and then when water comes in, it's like, a, it's like a sponge. It's like a sponge mm-hmm. itself, uh, you know. Yeah. So uh, Leon, uh, Larry's filling in Leon on the whole situation with Donna. Wait, and, I'll pause you know. for one second. Do people yeah, not yeah. usually dip the scone into the coffee? The same way, well, like you do with an biscotti? animal, you do. I don't think you're actually supposed to like in polite company dip your face. I haven't had a. Scone I mean, the, since I was the, in high school. the food oh. item has to be capable of being eaten without being dipped in a liquid. Like, that, like that can't be like part of the thing. Like, it's it's one thing if like kind of you know you 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 might like it better. Like, you dip an Oreo into milk sometimes. Yeah. Like, it has to be edible without milk, <laughs> or else it's not a good cookie. <laughs> All right, I I really need another scone. Anyhow. <laughs> Um, yeah, Larry says it was as if she had eaten herself, <laughs> which is a bit much. So uh, Leon, yeah, well, Leon so, diagnoses so the problem. And yeah. you know, they employed like CSI kind of Photoshop to get my face <laughs> on, and they showed me the body before they shot me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, it's for a joke because I'm so like in every comedy I've ever been in, I'm like, if it's for a joke, fine. Like, you know, whatever it is, fine. Right. I will endure whatever humiliation it is, as long as it's funny. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it is. It, it is a crazy day. The other thing, though, about Donna, she's so, like, lackadaisical because, like, most people who lose weight are very proud of it, are aware of, like, ah, a year and a half ago. Like, they remember when, they know how much. Like, they probably are, like, like don't want to sh- share pictures from, like, before. But, yeah, Donna's but vain, she's the most unvain person, which I guess in a way is very, very appealing and, like, you know, genuine. Or I think, yes, that's one take. That's, like, a healthy man's take on it. And yeah. maybe I think Larry's take is, like, if she's so nonchalant about this, it's right. totally fine if she's up or she's down. She doesn't seem to have any judgment on it. And not yeah. proud or, like, not proud of the previous body. Like, it's all fine. It's all good. But he's missing how interested she is in him. Completely. Thank you. <laughs> yes. When I I watched it, again, I'm like, I'm really into him, and he's really clueless. Like, yeah. I'm very charming. <laughs> but, it, but it's a running gag on the show that Larry's always, like, talking his way out of sex that he's already having or earned. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see more of that in a minute. Yes. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> yeah. uh, Leon. Uh, Imagine a girl wants to kiss yo-yo. you and you say, let me discuss how bad my breath is right now. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Le- Leon calls her a yo-yo, warns Larry to uh, mm. keep an eye on her. And uh, Larry bemoans that all signs are pointing to up. Wait, can we go and back to the dessert, have to- though? The, the, the moki, is that what yeah. it's called? The, you know, the Japanese with the rice oh, stuff the on the outside? Yeah. Yeah. So do you like those in real life as Donna does? 
No, I think they they're like ice cream with skin around. Yes, them. yes, it feels like human skin. It feels like it, it feels like a biting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but it feels like the biting of into human skin. It's yeah. gross. I mean, it's the worst texture. It's thank so you. nasty. Do you know how much nasty stuff I had to eat on this episode? Usually, like, <laughs> uh, they're not eating anything on a TV set ever, like ever. Right. And I was nonstop eating for the whole time. And Larry kept well because they need Donna to yo up, so. They need Donna to be a food machine at all times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, we're going to have you gain 20, 20 pounds by the end of the week for this yeah. episode. Um, I don't think I've ever had those. Oh. You can, I certainly don't recall ever, you can get ever eating something store. and thinking this tastes like human skin. So. No, you have you had, like, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a Japanese ice cream with like a, fl- like a rice flour like caking on it. It's like... Human flesh. Anyway, I probably have because I, I go to sushi a lot, but I don't recall that. Yeah, because every I feel like everybody I know likes it except for me. So I'm glad that Megan's on my side. No way. I'm a, yeah. I'm a weird texture person, too. Yeah, uh-huh. it just. Yeah. But yeah. it's and not just they, the uh, texture. It also tastes. It tastes like like tastes flour, like, like un, yeah. unbaked. It's like like like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it tastes like dough that somebody just rolled. No, yeah. I still I go back to skin because it tastes to me like what what skin would taste like if it yes. were and soaked forever <laughs> so it didn't really have a flavor, but yeah. it was just blandly fleshy. I'm, I'm so excited. I literally, I have in my notes, uh, like the skin feels like human skin. I hate the feeling of biting into it. It tastes gross. Probably like human skin would taste. So I'm Why do you hide ice cream in this? Nasty thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the only way they're going to get trick you into eating human skin, right? If they yeah, hide ice cream in just, it. Uh, so I, I will do that sometimes. I'll use my fork to sort of like fork off the skin part and then just eat the ice cream from the middle, which is fine. Eat the I mean, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream is good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like the best ice, ice cream, cream, but it's fine. But um, yeah. yeah, but wh- why Why do I have to fight through skin to do it? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, interesting. Uh, All right. Gonna, I'll have to check out this skin. Uh, my wife gets so mad skin. for that. Um, so yeah, so Leon, um, sorry, Larry gets a call from the, you know, the captain or the pilot. Uh, he, well, he needs to know everybody's weight and Larry's like, great. Now to make matters worse, I have to call Donna and ask her her weight after I was just a whole ass about her weight in front of her. Um, and Larry asks Leon for his weight. He tells him, nope, not telling you. And, um, Larry takes Leon's plate of crackers and like rinds them down. And Leon is like, fuck you. Now I have to eat these with a spoon. Oh, he's so committed to it. It's amazing. <laughs> Imagine doing that with a spoon. I mean, I've probably done something yeah. similar in my life. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's probably very pasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we go over to Jeff's house, and Larry walks in, and he's very upset to see Cheryl there. Uh, oh, is this here, a setup? You know? Like, is Susie, Susie's, like, nodding and smiling and loving. Is she doing some kind of, like, weird, like, she's intentionally setting them up like that? But I don't know what you'd call it, you know, because like they're not, he, she's not trying to get them back together. She wants Cheryl with Ted. So what, 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 like, what is Susie's like motivation here? Maybe she just like wants this, like, she like likes the drama of it. Yeah. That would be my guess that she like, is drama. Yeah. She's well, the sister. Yeah. No, that's true. But, and she loves to see bad things happen to Larry. But Cheryl is supposed to be her like true friend in life. And like Cheryl would be like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Susie? Like, why are you like trying to like intervene to like uh, push me with my ex-husband who I slept with that, you know, like. I uh, think she just wants like a front row seat to like a gossipy thing and like, oh, maybe they'll yeah. talk about it. Maybe something will happen. I think she wants the explicit something. acknowledcknowledgement. Like, she hasn't got like, yeah, she maybe. knows like, like obviously Larry tells Jeff and Leon, but like, uh, I think Susie wants Larry to say it to her or Cheryl to maybe. Yeah, that could certainly be. 
Um, so yeah, so we, you know, turns out that, um, Cheryl's also going to Mickey's wedding. We, everyone knows Mickey, like even Cheryl, like, you know, it's he's less, like universally known. Um, and Larry thinks it's completely wrong that he would invite divorced couple separately to his wedding. Like now, you know, he should make people choose. Um, it's uncomfortable to see divorced people, you know, in the same place. And All right, Susie so here, not here's only my said, theory of who yeah. Mickey was or Mickey is Mickey uh-huh. was like an executive who worked um, at NBC at the same time as Seinfeld. Okay. And so he's a guy who has a working relationship with Larry with Larry and through that Jeff his manager. And then Cheryl comes along and, after the show, so she doesn't really know him so well, but she sort of knows him through like those social circles. So that's why Larry's saying to her, you know, oh, you're invited. Maybe she's invited like, through if, if he's an NBC person, it makes sense that she would be invited through Ted. Ted now. Oh, well, yeah, that's well, so that's that furthers my theory because Larry's that's even another reason for me to be upset. Because, like, she has another in with NBC. Apparently. Right. And Ted's not even coming. Like, why are you going? Like, yeah. you're just going just to, like, be annoying. Yeah. That's a trip, free trip to Cabo. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah. It's, it's all free because it's on Larry's dime at this point, right? <laughs> I love <laughs> Susie. Like, Susie's Either like, way. you're loaded. Susie, all your money comes from Larry also. Like, that's your husband's only employee, and you don't have a job. <laughs> only client. Larry, Larry's here's living like, three households right now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Larry's supporting everybody on the show. Yeah, off this idiot that they can't stand. Yeah, they're all living off of. Um, um, uh, are you watching Atlanta? No, I haven't started no. this season. Megan, yet. have you have you seen Atlanta? I haven't. I feel like, like I've seen everything else. <laughs> so, in 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 one of the most recent episodes, um, they have that top, that discussion of people intentionally saying, "Yeah, let's take advantage of this extremely rich guy and just pretend to befriend him because he can support our lifestyles." Um, <laughs> What if it's I feel a parable? Like that happens much more than people admit. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sure. I can admit it. There was actually I just re- remembered. Like it wasn't overt, but like I did forgive a lot of bad behavior from a friend because she did really cool stuff, and so it was kind of fun to hang on. But yeah, right. Yeah. There's. I think there's a lot more of that. Where yeah. like, I don't think people are like explicitly thinking in their head. Like I don't actually have any interest in this. Yeah. Person. No. I'm Larry David has a great life. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you back yeah, off every time he's publicly humiliating himself so that uh, you don't get, uh, catch him. Uh, <laughs> right. But you're not going to say anything bad about him. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, yeah. But then why is um, Jeff so afraid to say anything bad? I don't know. I'd have to uh, fix that part of the theory. Yeah. Um, so Susie tells Cheryl, you know, join them on the flight. Yeah. As you said, like Larry makes wants to make her pay. Um, they ask if Ted is coming, but he can't because he's shooting a new comedy movie. Uh, Susie's so excited. Nobody makes her laugh the way Ted Danson does. Um, she, she'll like basically likes everybody more than Larry. Like she's like, you know, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky Gervais loves him. Ted Danson obsessed with him. Larry David, get the fuck out of here. Um, and Larry informs them that he too will be bringing somebody along. Uh, he has a date, Donna, and they've been out one time and, uh, he thinks that's totally normal and acceptable. Mm-hmm. He, he then uh, informs them that I mean, hold on though. If, to, yeah. if you get yeah. the plus one, you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it is a, it is a bit aggressive to take someone you just met to Cabo, but whatever. Yeah, yeah they're adults. My, my dad told me when he was a senior in high school, his older brother got married, and my dad, who was nowhere near the most popular boy in school, like not even like you know in like. <laughs> in tier four or whatever decided to go up to the most popular like uh, desirous girl in his entire school like in his entire grade uh and ask her to go be his date for his brother's wedding and i'm like 
why would you do that? Why would she want to go hang out with you and your entire family? He's like, well, because I was going to be MC and I was going to press her. I'm like, this is a terrible. I mean, obviously, no. I'm surprised this is a terrible idea. I'm 12 and I know that. So, hey, whatever. Good for him for asking. Shoot your shot, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. More yeah. people should ask for what they want. Who cares? No, that's true. Okay, that's true. I should be out of the shaving my dad. Yeah, the go? worst thing that could happen is they say no. Listen, she no, she did not go. No, she said no, of course. But like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> she said this is a Give weird a thing. I barely know you. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> if you don't ask, if you, if you don't ask, she's definitely not going to ask you. Yes, exactly. Right. And sometimes you meet a Donna who's like, sure, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they might say yes. She's she a gamer. Ask. Yeah, I mean, I would take a free trip to Mexico. You should ask nicely, but you should ask. Yeah, it was on a private plane. You would go. Yeah, would go yeah, right, that too. I would be very easily kidnapped. If anybody said to me, would you like to go to a private plane on a free trip to Mexico? I would say yes. Yeah, look at this Tiddler Swindler yeah. guy. What is the cartel? People just Who's went on planes to with kidnap him? me? Like, who am I? I don't know nobody. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not committing anything here. It's a free it's a weekend. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants you. Like, yeah. what are they going to do with you? Exactly. <laughs> no one's paying for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have your son. Okay. <laughs> what, do you, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> Have oh, maybe your kid parents. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we got it. We've got we've got we've gotten off track. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so, yeah. We, so Larry we, uh, tells them refuses to give his weight. Uh, they all refuse to give the weight. Yeah, uh, they say it's personal. Jeff says not even Susie knows, not even his doctor knows. And Larry's like, but the captain needs to know. And Jeff's like, Captain, who's the captain? You mean the pilots? And they're all like, Well, he he likes to be called Patton. He likes to be called Captain, so I'm gonna call him Captain. And Jeff's like, Fine, so call me Goat Williker. And so Susie is Mrs. Williker. So you know, Larry has to call people. What do you, you know? Larry's very respectful. Is Jeff high this entire episode? <laughs> uh, he wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so confusing like you're not gonna get anything, say anything bad about this guy that we don't know anything about <laughs> call me a goat like you can't it's he's very uh he's he's very off uh in a very entertaining way that he's very offbeat today he's out of the country he does whatever he wants when he's yeah coming. yeah he apparently old, in, mexico. in mexico jeff is goat williker mm-hmm. and susie's the willing mrs williker that's shocking to me susie and jeff on the same side it's nice to see it's so rare to see <laughs> they're teaming up on larry here yeah um yeah yeah the team up is good um jeff uh so yeah so now um sorry. by the way i agree with leon's point that he says any airplane that like within 100 pounds can't fly the answer is you need a bigger airplane like they should <laughs> yeah, be going right. this close to the edge <laughs> did they not see the finale of seinfeld <laughs> Excellent point. My mom actually had to get on a flight to go to this little island where I got married in the Bahamas and you have to tell your weight. And my mom said, over my dead body, what do you want to ship a dead body? And like, she would not give her weight. She goes, you guesstimate, you take care of what you need to take care of. But yeah, if there's a chance that 20 pounds between us successfully getting there and falling into the sea, this is too close. You're cutting it too close. Yeah, exactly. But you have yeah, I think uh, has, experience uh, with the guest with the uh, the weight estimation for the flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like little tiny planes mm. that have to, but they pop over from island to island, not like L.A. to Cabo. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, my my dad flies planes like this, so like this actually it actually does come up a lot because I I think yeah. it just it has more to do with just like the amount of fuel that you need. It's like not that like you're actually gonna crash. It's just like you might not be able to go the distance with but that. Why do they need to ask every person? You why can't you just say okay, we're gonna estimate two hundred pounds a person? Because you have to balance. Yeah, because the thing. you have to balance that's exactly. A, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 dad does this. We go. He asks everyone how much they weigh, and you have to. Yeah, like he, oh, okay. he sits Focus. everyone accordingly based on uh, weight. Yeah, he once was very rude to me when I told him how much I weighed, uh, <laughs> which is why I said my weight at the beginning of the episode because I told him my weight. He was like, "Really?" I'm like, "Okay, yes." Um, That's okay. That's my parents' constant reaction to my weight. Yeah, also. he's much he's much skinnier than me, but you know yeah. he's a smaller guy. Um, yeah. But you know. Whatever. Uh, he also flies planes and I don't. So, you know, he's impressive. He's more impressive than me in multiple ways. <laughs> uh, I heard a story about uh, uh, my friend's three-year-old little girl who stepped on the scale for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. to, you know, understand. And she looks down and she goes, 42? I am so strong. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Like uh, the character from, um, what's, what, what's her name? What's the character's name? I don't know. In Encanto, you have to be give more information. The, 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 the girl in Encanto who's very strong, she's like the oh, hero. Uh, Luisa, yes, thank Luisa. You. Yeah, I love that though. So every time I step on the scale, I'm like, I'm so strong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting stronger by the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm yo-yoing up in strength. Yeah, you're very strong. <laughs> I've had. I feel like uh-huh. I, I feel like a lot of people have had a lot of yoing the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I definitely <laughs> the COVID nineteen, as they say. Mm. Um. So yeah, so Larry tells Donna that. Um, oh, sorry, Donna. So yeah, Don, they're sitting on the plane. Donna's eating a bunch of candy. And Larry's just like completely disgusted by the sight of her eating candy, and mesmerized and can't not look. <laughs> yeah, uh, he like looks over at Leon. Leon's like trying to like make some like, gesture to him, and Donna looks up. He's like, "What are you? Why are you staring at me eating candy?" And Larry's like, "You don't need to eat everything. Like the you know the crew and the, the crew is going to judge you if you eat everything. Certainly not me. I'm not the one judging you. I'm with Donna. And, if you're in a private jet, yeah, La- you, uh, enjoy the wares." Yeah, he's like, no, she's like, no, the, the workers, like they, the, the crew, yeah. like they want to see that you're enjoying yourself and eating the food. Like it's supposed to be like a nice luxury experience. And the pilot comes in. He tells everyone we're overweight. We have to make, make an emergency landing. And Larry's like, you see, I had to guess your weights because nobody would tell me. And so, so like we got the numbers wrong. <laughs> and uh, they have the stopover in uh, Aqua Dolce. And the pilot says we're going to have to do t- t- ditch two bags. And they shoot rock, paper, scissor for it. And unfortunately for uh, – Larry and our uh, guest hero today, they got the odd number out and their bags are left in Aqua Dolce. Now, wh- why is Larry <laughs> the one who organized this and the, the yeah. only one who gave his own weight? Why is he even in- agreeing to be part of this? It should be, all right, one of you are giving up your bags because you guys refuse to follow the rules. <laughs> really, what it should be is like, let's just like take 15 minutes and like, t- and you know, everyone should take like a few things out of their bag. Yeah. Totally <laughs> like everyone, right? Yeah, like, I totally agree. And it's also like, why is he at all possibly acquiescing? Yeah. Like, rock, paper, scissors, who cares? Well, like, by the way, why is Larry even the one getting the emails from the captain and not Jeff? Like, Jeff is Larry's manager. Why is Larry dealing with this bullshit? Good point. Well, right. I mean, it was originally Larry, Jeff's well, thing, right? Jeff was the one originally the moment getting the isn't working for him. So that's part of the reason, I guess, because his assistant is suing him for harassment. So, right. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't harass your assistant. You know, then you have no one to help you with, you know, your <laughs> reservations. Private jets. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to convenient. <laughs> People aren't going to want to work for you if you harass them. It's like kind of obvious. 
Um, okay, so we arrive at the hotel. Finally, everyone gets out of their car. Everyone is amazed at how beautiful it is. And they grab margaritas on the way in, check out the view. And Jeff is already heading to the golf course. Uh, that's when Mickey comes in. And he's, of course, played by the great Timothy Oliphant from uh, Justified and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and many other things. And he's uh, he gives everyone a very hearty welcome, except for Larry. Uh, so we cover. So it's just like at the end of the day, it's like, why is Larry even here? It's like he yeah. hates Mickey. Mickey hates him. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing is very bizarre. Um, he's really excited. Everyone except Larry is here, and Larry immediately wants to know why did you invite both me and Cheryl? And Mickey just assumes that they had worked things out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's he's heading out. He's got to go uh, join Sasha up for a manicure. You know, now that he's getting married, he's got to do whatever she says because uh, that's how marriage works. By the way, did you see how they credit um, the friend that Mickey's talking to as he approaches the, the gang? No. The, so the, there's a there's a guy like around his age with a turban. So in the cast, right. they yeah, just call him name? they just call him Seek, which is very strange. <laughs> it's, it's very lazy. Yeah, I mean, but it. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Elias Karish Gary, he's literally um, he's credited as Sikh. So, but you know, like- I think yeah, I think that came because we had another scene that ended up not in the episode. Uh, well, that's what I, I was wondering. Uh, were they going yeah. somewhere else with him? Yeah, because Larry and I had a whole scene where we were like coming down the hallway just at the resort discussing what we were going to do because we didn't have any clothes. And then there was a Sikh, and then Larry had a bunch of stuff about how the Sikh—you never knew what was under the turban, and you know all this stuff. And then I guess they decided to cut it, okay. but then he was there. Yeah. So this episode was originally an hour and a half. Had a speaking role, I think. <laughs> well, probably a good cut, but I'd, I'd still not want to see it. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, so uh, he walks away. Larry calls him a whirlwind of smarm. <laughs> and Jeff says, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Mickey. Yeah. That's a great descriptor there, a whirlwind. You just saw witness was a whirlwind of smarm. Smarm. Yeah. Um, so, Cheryl I thinks he is. Larry admits. Don't you know one of those guys, though, who's like, oh, he's such a great guy. And there's someone who's like, he's really not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's, so, yeah, I, I went to a party once and they're like, oh, wait till Bill gets here. Bill's the great. Mm. And in comes this dude in like a Tommy Bahama shirt who's like talking <laughs> over everyone and double dipping in the dip. And I'm like, who is? And they're like, oh, he's the greatest guy. And I'm like, am I the only one that's, he's not a great guy. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, I can't wait till Bill gets here. And I'm like, what? He's a terrible guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all know somebody like that. Yeah. Um, but, if you so, don't know somebody like that, it's you. Yeah, you're the, you're the guy, yeah, right? You're the guy. Yeah. Um, so here's my question, though. Uh, what is like the the situation here for this wedding? So Mickey has chosen everybody's rooms, like handpicked each person's room. <laughs> is he is he also paying for their rooms, or are they paying themselves? I mean, they gave the credit card, but that could just be you know you check in even if someone else is covering it, you give your credit card. So that's what I'm wondering because Mickey picked everybody's rooms. So is he paying for everybody, or is each person just getting a bill for whatever amount? I think everyone's paying for themselves. I think he probably just like spoke to someone, just like give Larry David a shitty room. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but um, because I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I guess it was just an obligatory invite. I mean, I guess it makes sense in your scenario where he was like some big wig at NBC, where it's like he's like there's still like some obligation for him to invite Larry David, and there's some obligation for him to go, even though they both hate each other. Mm, possibly. Yeah. But I wonder, you know, yeah, why didn't Mickey just uh, give a hint to one of the other, like to, to Jeff, apparently. Maybe that's why Jeff won't say anything bad about him. 
hey, by the way, uh, tell Larry it's better not to come. But yeah, but Jeff, maybe Jeff, he's like Susie. He's just here for the uh, drama. <laughs> right. He wants to see what's going to break out in the third act. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if, if you were told two options, you can go and like have a beautiful like vacation in, in, in Cabo or you can go on a beautiful vacation in Cabo and Larry David will do something memorable there. Like, obviously, <laughs> take the second one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, so they they head into the room, Larry and Donna. Uh, Larry's complaining that there was nowhere to get toothbrushes. Yeah, it's it's very shocking that this hotel doesn't have like a gift shop at the very least that where you yeah. can get where they charge you like eight dollars uh, or even more for a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, not to mention like that like room service or whatever would probably have toothbrushes. Uh, at, at yeah, a place you like can this. just call housekeeping and get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Larry's Larry like very upset did, by the room. Why did Larry have to give up every single item in his carry-on? Like every single item. <laughs> right yes, like, the way they did it makes no sense. Donna doesn't even have a it. purse or something. Like, nope. <laughs> right, no. You got to leave everything. You got to yeah. leave everything. We can, we, we'll take all of our stuff. Yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, where is the luggage? It's in Agua Dolce. That's where the... Okay. Yeah. Just like Susie's going to have like... Susie probably packed like three books to read by the pool that she's not even going to read. <laughs> oh, so like she's 100%. still bringing those. And like Larry doesn't have underwear or toothbrush. A hundred percent, yeah. Very, very good. We, we should have seen that scene. an extra dress and shoes. <laughs> yeah. and That's true, like, yeah. Like Susie has an extra dress. Yeah. An extra outfit, yeah, for no reason. Uh, very presumptuous of Susie, by the way. We'll get there obviously later to assume that her and Donna are the same size, the same uh, taste. But, uh, oh my God, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But but I think as Larry does say to her in that scene, like by Susie's standards, this is actually pretty tame. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, like, yeah, as you said, Larry suggests that she should ask Susie what something that she could borrow, and she's like, Susie hates me. Like, there's no way she's gonna lend you know lend me something. And Larry's like, don't worry, Susie hates well, everybody. Why, so yeah. So Megan, why does why does Donna think that Susie hates hate her, or why why does Susie hate her? It was a little bit vestigial because when we first got onto the private plane they had Susie really hating me, like really being nasty to me. And then the real Susie was like, this doesn't make any sense, Larry. Why would I be rude to her? She's a girl. Like, why would I be rude to another woman? And she just went nuts, the real Susie. And then Cheryl and I were like, yeah, why would she be mean? Like, that's kind of an asshole thing. She doesn't know me, you know? And, and I'm like the only person who doesn't know everybody. It seemed like really aggressive. So she dialed it back and then she decided she didn't like me because I wasn't Jewish. Yeah. But, but, so, but which is weird because Susie has many friends, Jewish and non-Jewish who date people who are Jews and non-Jews. This, this has never been a thing. She does become religious in season 11, as we know, and get very close with the rabbi. But um, yeah, very surprising. Yeah, I'm going to guess Lucy Lawless, probably not Jewish. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Banks, probably not so Jewish. My, my theory was that she doesn't like the fact that like Larry's bringing this first date girl here because, you know, she's trying to cause some kind of connection between Larry and Cheryl to cause a drama with Ted. And if Larry is dis- way more sense and if Larry's so, distracted yeah. by some other girl and also Susie's, <laughs> yeah, Susie's maybe threatened like, you know, oh, and also you're not paying, you're a freeloader, you know, uh, zooming in on our jet for the weekend. So maybe it's all of those things. Yeah. Also, let's be honest. Like, even Susie being nice could like reasonably be interpreted by someone as being, <laughs> as "Oh, that woman person, hates me." Yes. <laughs> right. That's such a good point. I think that's kind of what the brilliance of Curb is too, though. That like all these little pieces that we can parse apart, or like if I tell you the experience of actually shooting them, it's not really the story that you ultimately end up getting and absorbing in the show. Because you're right. Like once you look at the whole season, you're like, "Oh, wait right. a minute. Well, that be, could be because of this." That's kind of what makes it so brilliant. Is like when you're in this little microcosm of the world, right? you know, each little piece, but yeah, it's, I love your explanation though, too, that it's like, yeah, ultimately Susie wants her friend Cheryl. 
back with. Yeah. You know? But yeah. by the way, we see how she treats her friend Cheryl. She's trying to like ruin her friend's relationship <laughs> for her own entertainment. So yeah, maybe being friends with Susie isn't so great anyway. Yeah, Donna's <laughs> like, this woman just tries to like sabotage me. Yeah. You get terrible dresses. Uh <laughs> But Donna wore it. I mean, yeah, we'll get to that. I don't know why. Larry went shopping and found his whole Miami Vice outfit, but Donna couldn't find anything, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, we had a whole talk about that, too. Like, I'd end up, what, in, like, a one of those dresses with all the embroidery and, the, like, what, what Oh, would yeah, you like a traditional Mexican, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be appropriate for a wedding. I don't know. I love Jeff's line, though, our man in Havana. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting we're getting out of order here. I was getting plus. Yes, sorry, sorry. Oh no, I don't care. It's all good. Um, so then Donna asks Larry what uh, what he weighs. Sorry, sorry. What she, what what he said for her weight. Sorry, oh. I apologize. Um, and she's like, "All right, don't tell the others." But I wrote down 122 for you. I feel like 122 is a, is a good number there because it's like it's the number that like the guy who could say like, "Oh, I don't know like what women weigh," could like plausibly say uh, without it like being obviously. Like, if you say like 90 pounds, it's like okay, like he yeah. knows you're not like you know you're not 90 pounds. But it's like, well, sure, you could be 122. What do I know? Well, and, I think like, it's a number. Like, yeah, 122 is a solid. I think number. it's a number that nobody would be. It's not. It's not possible to be insulted by, right? Yeah. It right. Seems it's like that. I mean, unless you're very small, I guess if, you know. But yeah, I mean, right. But it's not so low that it's just like, oh, like there's no way that you actually think that. Like you're just like flattering me. We're yeah, not even no, flattering. It, I, it's not even. Yeah. Right. You but know also, what I mean. like, you're, you're way, just like purposely this is saying why like, the a very plane low had number. to land early because Larry was underestimating people's weights. Right. Like this was the problem. <laughs> His date, fine. Jeff and Leon and Susie, he can make up whatever numbers he wants. <laughs> But do you really think he told the pilot 122 for me? Because oh, it's just his move. It's his line on her tonight. It felt like it was yeah. his yeah. yeah, that's I probably true. Move. Larry's too much of a stickler to, um, yeah, I think you're right. And I think he would estimate closer to his, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it felt like a move line. It felt like a, you're going to think this is really hot when I tell you. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. kind of had a gleam in his eye. Yeah, but then he'll interrupt that five seconds later just to go. He will <laughs> run yeah. screaming from the room. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, she goes in, uh, you know, makes start make, starts making the move on him, and he says, well, you know, I really, you know, my breath doesn't smell good right now because of the toothbrush situation, and I want to make a good first breath impression. First breath impression is important. So, you know, I'm going to go looking for a toothbrush before we uh, consummate this kiss over here. Yeah. He could have, uh, by the way, to- so what is, is it like, does Larry have this, like, fear? Because why is he running away? He could have just texted them. There's something that mo- I mean, obviously for, for the show, we want to see him go up for alls. But like, what's the motivation in his head that he's always sort of cock blocking himself like this? It, yeah, it has to be a deep seated, you know, love for Cheryl. It has to be because mm. oh, were, I see. there wasn't like I wasn't particularly aggressive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, you did, you, it, what you did was very appropriate. It read. Well, thank you. And I thought it was pretty sexy. It read kind of Howie Mandel to me, like kind of like a little OCD about, yeah. you know, I need to. So I, when we were, that's sort of how I justified it in my head. I was like, all right, this guy's really like self-conscious about, you know, yeah, he's always a self-sabotager though. He just, you know, can't get out of his own head. Yeah. Yeah. But he falls backwards into a lot of success. Um, yeah. And I love, I love this. He's here with God on the first place. 
I love this uh, sequence as he goes to room to room yes. and all like the, each room is one one is better than the next. Yeah. Uh, and you know, first he goes to Larry and he goes to Jeff and Susie, and um, you know, he's like he complains about his room and they, you know they don't have any extra toothbrushes and uh, Jeff wants to know how things are going with Only Donna. Susie, although we do see her that Susie does snort, so she does dislike Donna. So it's not Don in Donna's head. Yeah, but we're wondering, but what's Susie's motivation? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, no, I agree. No, but we yeah. we can discount that. Like it's just oh, that's just Susie. Yeah, she does dislike. Susie her. just wants to see a nice Jewish girl for Larry. Yeah, and she's like, I can't believe you're being so rude to a fellow Jew. <laughs> and she's like, really? She's like, she's like, yes, big Jew. She's like, did she have a bat mitzvah? Big bat. Big bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. That's that's what you talk about as adults on the first date. <laughs> Give me the size here, Bob. Um, he, he, he wants to know if he can go searching to see if there's any extra toothbrushes, but then he gets kicked out. Yes. He then goes to Leon, and even Leon has, like, this sick room. Uh, I think basically all the rooms in this hotel are amazing, just like they have, like, one shitty room, and, like, Mickey was able to hook it up, yeah. and Larry got stuck with that room. Yeah, they, they had, like, a closet. They's like, they're like, let's convert it to a room just for the weekend. Right. <laughs> oh, actually, no, we, we find out that Leon told them that he was handicapped, so yeah. that's how he got a nice but room. Larry's room is a perfectly reasonable, like, it's a nice hotel room. It's just only compared to the others. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but and not when, like, the host is like, oh, yeah. you've got to see these sick rooms. And then it's yeah, just like I mean, I think, yeah. yeah the room is room. not the selling point of the whole, you know, you know resort that you're at. Except that it is for everyone but Larry. Yeah. Everyone else got a sick room. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so Leon just got a massage. You see, that's what he's saying? Oh, yes. So the, this lady came and Leon talked to her a massage. Only a massage, which by Leon's standards is, is very, you know, conservative. Yeah, and only one woman is also very conservative. <laughs> also true, yes. <laughs> and now he's giving play-by-play for a, for a police chase on TV, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um it's very, this is like the, when Chandler and uh, Monica go on their first uh, yeah. you know, road trip together. Yeah. Uh, Chandler wants to stay in the room and watch the police case, so they yeah. have a big fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, then Larry goes to Mickey, and Mickey's room is like, I mean, Mickey's room should be nice. Like, yeah, he's of like course. saying, like, the honeymoon suite. Of yeah, course. So like, yeah. <laughs> relax. But Larry's uh, very upset about Leon, it. Leon's room doesn't make sense, but yeah, Mickey should. Um, he looking, you know, uh, Sasha comes in, complains that it's late, and he asks them if they have an extra toothbrush, and he's like, "Oh, we do actually." And Larry's like, "Great, can I have it?" They're like, "No, that's ours." And he's like, "But what? But I have a toothbrush emergency." And he's like, "Well, I'm not going to have a toothbrush emergency because I have an extra toothbrush." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this might be one of the worst things we ever seen someone do on the show: not giving someone your extra toothbrush when they need a toothbrush. Well, in this world that we live in, apparently in Cabo, where there are no extra toothbrushes right? there are no had toothbrushes. in any stores. I think yeah, it's fair for the for the bride and groom to say we need the extra one. Right, fine. In that economy, it's a, it's a, it's yes, okay to yes, hoard. Yes, in this economy, <laughs> you can afford to give away a toothbrush is like a million dollars. Yeah, my favorite line I think of the whole thing by the way is when Susie says, "Go back to your little fucking hovel with your unbrushed teeth." <laughs> it's so great. There is, you know, we talk about, you know, Av, you always say, especially how you love when Susie and Larry are working together on those rare occasions. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it is fun to see back how it's meant to be the the universe back in order. (laughs) Yeah, you know, they're very funny as antagonists as well. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and again, Jeff and Susie are are unusually together because usually it's Susie against both Jeff and Larry. Yeah, yeah. Usually Jeff is so so far. A turn will come, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finally he heads over to Cheryl's room, mm. and um, she, you know, she too, of course, has an awesome room, and he, she wants to know, he wants to know if she has an extra toothbrush, and she says she doesn't. So Larry's like, "Well, can I use yours?" 
And he's like, come on, we were married before. Like, I've been in your, you know, we've been, you know, mm. we've had each other's germs before. It's not a big deal. Well, hold on, Megan. What's your take on a significant other sharing a toothbrush? Totally disgusting. And yet it has happened to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go the opposite extreme. I would share a toothbrush with pretty much anyone. Like, oh, I don't think come on. Really? Oh. I haven't. I haven't, but I would. I like, I don't, it, it doesn't, it wouldn't bother me at all. But oh. it's, yeah, no, I disagree. I mean, you wash it in between usages. Like, I don't like, I don't get not it enough. All. Yeah. You like, I, don't, I mean, so I obviously use my wife's and every time she finds out she's disgusted and throws it away. <laughs> it's basically how it happens. Um, so why don't you just not use hers? If you know, it's, it's, it's oh, I don't go out of my way to use it, but if we're in a situation like we're on vacation, uh, like you're and like, f- right. Yeah. And like my kid drops one of, in, one of ours in the toilet as he usually does. So then I, uh, you know, I'll just, yeah, but, but yeah, I think it's totally fine. In those circumstances, in you know. in cases of emergency, yes. I mean, you're sharing all that you're you're brushing your teeth and going back to making out with each other. What's the difference? I don't know. No, it, I'll tell you the difference. <laughs> it's like plaque and old food. That's what it is. When you oh no, that stuff you wash. The the bristles are white when you're done brushing. Like you're not yeah, it it's fine. Oh, it's clean. Oh, I don't know. I don't even like whatever. There's. It, whatever is in your mouth is also in their mouth. Like it's yeah. the same. Like whatever. Exactly. I think yeah. you also just completely disproved my uh, OCD point that like maybe Larry's a little fastidious about his teeth. No, I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. it's weird because the OCDness of brushing his teeth keeping yeah. the streak of forty eight years alive going. Right. Yeah. You think wouldn't yeah. right, wouldn't want to share a toothbrush? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> the idea that you need your own toothbrush. Like, yeah. yeah. You would think. So, I mean, yeah, so that we've at least covered the concept of sharing a toothbrush with a significant other. Now, sharing a toothbrush with an ex who is now with somebody else and many years later, that is a much uh, bigger ask by Larry. Yeah, yes. and obviously uh, T- Ted shows up exactly when Larry is uh, brushing his teeth. And, um, you know, Larry's like, oh, you know, nothing was happening. We're just brushing my teeth. Uh, which is obviously <laughs> a very, <laughs> sounds like a very terrible excuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, happens goes, to be absolutely I've had, true. But <laughs> I've had this Cal Ripken-esque streak of 48 years. But I and, do love, uh, yeah. it's the perfect thing of like, yes, he did have sex with her. Just happens to not be right now. Right. Which I'm right completely now. on Larry's is- I, I got a ticket once for something that I didn't do, but I had done in the past. And Jen was like, what are you complaining about? You've done that before. And you haven't got caught. I'm like, but I didn't do it on the day that I was alleged to have done it. So like, that's the principle here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, it, in the lying. United States of America, you don't lock people up because you think they probably did it some other time. Yeah. <laughs> Jen does not have a lawyer's perspective on these things, but um, yeah. yeah. So Larry, Larry's in a very uh, perfect scenario. Yeah. So uh, Ted tells him to get out and uh, Cheryl apologizes. Yeah. They have a whole discussion um, okay, about so- where the towel goes. Yeah, Uh, right. He's like not even like leaving quickly. All right. We'll head back over to. uh, Okay, so Larry uh, comes back to Donna, tells her, you know, he couldn't find a toothbrush. uh, But she's like, but your breath smells like toothbrush, like toothpaste. Uh, He's like, oh, well, I use my finger. He's like, she's like, but your finger doesn't smell like toothpaste. So, you know, this Donna's a detective. Yeah, she's very good. But why does Larry lie to her here? I don't even. What's his motivation? he he, He doesn't want to admit that she that he shared Cheryl's toothbrush. So he has some understanding that that's a weird thing to do. Mm. Well, I think it's a weird thing to tell your current girlfriends or date that you just went and used. So say you're borrowed Jeff's toothbrush. Right. Yeah, that's a better lie. I don't know. I'd I'd Um, rather make out with somebody who just made out with their ex's toothbrush than like, like, I don't know. (laughs) 
It's a weirdo who's clearly yeah, lying like, about. Who would Donna <laughs> rather be kissing part of, Cheryl or Jeff? Is my point. Oh, there's no good answer. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Larry spots the stain on the couch. Uh, Donna's like, "Oh, I don't know. It was there when we got here." <laughs> and now and it's Larry Larry's turn to be the uh, detective. He goes into the garbage and discovers an entire bar of Toblerone. Uh, Which is exactly says, how the O'Henry Henry bar is found in Seinfeld, right? Oh, yeah. People yeah, in yeah. this world uh, um, never dispose of. Uh... Yeah. Listen, if you eat the food you're not supposed to eat, you got to like bury that in another garbage or something. Well, like I don't that. think Donna thinks she's not supposed to eat it. I don't feel like she well, but she's li- But why is she <laughs> lying to him, though? I think she was lying to him about the stain. About the stain. Yeah. Oh, Oh, but okay, she yeah. okay, I see. And so by acknowledging that she had a chocolate bar, she becomes too much of a suspect. Okay. I think also well, she's like, just she's just playing dumb. Yeah. It's yeah, like and it's embarrassing too. Like, you know, you don't want to yeah, okay. Yeah, let's yeah, you, you don't want to necessarily volunteer I ate an entire total room. Well, here's my question. You what don't necessarily of, want to volunteer I wrecked them. Yeah. What kind of yeah, stain does chocolate like if you drop a, a chocolate bar on a couch, you like you quickly wet it or try and dry it like what kind of cleaning was required? Because it seems like housekeeping did it like pretty quickly. They didn't have to like. Especially pick... Toblerone. I mean, Toblerone, yeah. you have to have it in your mouth. It would have to melt and it would have to drip out of your mouth. Yeah. What did she have? Like a lighter? She was like melt like. <laughs> she was freebasing Toblerone. On the, I mean, on the she couch. was eating it so fast that like some yeah. like warm, soft piece came out. I don't know. I guess that's the implication. Yeah. Maybe it melted, it melted in her suitcase. Oh, but she didn't even have a suitcase. So she was just walking around with a Toblerone the whole time. She no, she the- took it out. Sorry, take it out of the fridge. Oh, she's from the mini bar. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I always associate Toblerones with uh, like duty free. Yeah, hotels. Right. And but obviously, they flew private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They flew private though, so obviously that's nonsense. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So uh, they start making out. They can, you know, they go down with their uh, tawdry activities. Mm. <laughs> uh, later on, Larry goes down to the front desk and he wants to know if there's a place in town where they might be able to get some clothes. And uh, he directs them to Plaza de Manuel, uh, well, where well, there well, also was well, a carnival on a going on today. Well, we got well, We got to talk about the hotel clerk, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll, okay, we'll... so okay, so th- this hotel clerk, her hotel clerk, is played by the same actor who uh, next season will be played. Uh, will be playing Marcos, right? Oh, is that the same guy? Okay. Yeah. So I didn't, know, I didn't know. I didn't recognize him. Oh, good call. Yeah. So so I guess my so the working theory is that this hotel clerk, they, he's only known as hotel clerk. Uh, however, if you zoom in on his name tag, it says Florian. So this hotel clerk uh-huh. who goes by the name of Florian, at least while living in Mexico. Is so offended yeah. by Larry's behavior and his lies about his sick sister and everything else he's going to go do to him this episode that he's going to move to L.A., convince his change brother. His name. Well, yeah, okay. change, change his name to Marcos, convince his brother or maybe even not his brother, convince some some thief. Hey, break into that guy's house and then accidentally trip and die <laughs> so that in the process, I can complete my long con of getting my daughter into Hollywood, basically. Yeah, he, he planned this out from the start. Mm. Which I guess is why he, he really changed his name from Florian to Marcos because you know you need a you don't want to have a paper trail. Yeah, um, maybe he was planted there by like this is like um, a, a, a slugsworth a slugworth plant you know style uh, okay. where you know he's he's there working for Mocha Joe. Uh, that's why he won't let him have the beans. Oh, oh, oh I, a slugworth from um, from Willy Wonka. From Willy Wonka, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, also with beans, yeah. Yeah, because he's like, he's he's completely blocking those beans. Like he like he'll like wage his life on those beans. He's not Wait, letting so, this guy get. So Megan, were you guys filmed on location? Is that true? Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Okay. We didn't and... go to Mexico. We went to a resort that was like way 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 down south. California. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and, like, and how how was the coffee? 
<laughs> I had no coffee when I was there. There was like, it, it was, it was nonstop. It's like the craziest job I've ever had. The most fun and the scariest ever. Um, the rooms were awesome. And we shot the whole thing in this big hotel <laughs> and like hair and makeup was down. So we'd go down in our robes, like to go to hair and makeup. And yeah, it was all shot in that hotel. That's we had a couple cool. locations. Like, for so the- you got to go to who got the bedroom? Uh, got the probably me, but my room was so pretty. Like, I'm not really a princess when it comes to hotel. Like, a big, beautiful bed and a whole... Yeah, I was happy. <laughs> awesome. Or, or, or maybe Larry goes method and gives himself the worst room to work himself up into a ladder. I'm sure he does not. Yes. <laughs> I'm quite sure. I'm certain yeah. he does not do that. Yeah. Um, so the manager having a conversation with like Daniel Day Lewis, like, "What are you, Miss Sugar? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Have you heard of acting? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um, just pretend. <laughs> uh, I'm not really an asshole. Yeah. Um, the manager uh, then uh, thanks Larry for you know reporting the stain and tells him that you know don't worry we uh, we took care of that on your bill. Mm. And Larry goes ballistic. He's like, "What do you mean you char- you're charging me? Like I was honest about it, and now you're charging me? Like I should have lied." Um, and you know, Mickey comes in, wants to know if there's a problem, and Larry tells him to mind his own business. <laughs> Mickey so we looks go over, like he's coming straight from the spa. Yeah, we go over to the hotel restaurants. Uh, we see Cheryl and Ted are having breakfast together, and he uh, he plucks, plucks up, plucks up a, a raspberry from their plate. He starts yeah. ruminating on raspberries, he has all sorts of thoughts about the mold. And uh, Shell asks Larry to go away because they're in the middle of breakfast. Now, what is he and, who is eating so many moldy raspberries? Do you, do you have to um, examine every raspberry with a with a jeweler's loop? Yeah, I mean uh, the, the the raspberries you're getting in a nice hotel are going to probably be fine. Uh, but I th- I do agree you that raspberries get moldy about it. pretty quickly. It's yeah, it's possible to get a bad raspberry, but when you yes, when you're at an, a dining establishment, I don't think you have to examine yeah. raspberries. Yeah, they but they do go quicker than other fruit. Yeah, I'm not even a raspberry fan anyway. Oh, I what? Like nah, they're they're, they're, uh, they're too bitter for me. I, I like all the other berries. Wow. Yeah, I like give, raspberry give, a lot. Give like me a in, blue, uh, in like give yogurt. me a straw, give me a black, any of those. But yeah, ras is a yeah. I like all I like all berries. At least good berry. Is it cherry um, a berry or is a cherry a different category? I don't think a cherry is a berry. Uh, I like I like raspberries more than blackberries, but I like strawberries and blueberries better than raspberries. Oh my god! But I like all of them. Opportunity berry lover. Yeah, I love them all. So wait, so what's your ranking, Megan? Um, number one is like perfect strawberry. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then like big fat blueberries and yes. then raspberries and then probably blackberry last only because of those little weird seeds are my favorite. Yeah, mm. completely with you. All right. So if I they got sw- rid of those. I swapped, I swapped three and four, but otherwise I agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, like a, a top tier strawberry is like an elite fruit. Oh yeah. my God. Have you ever had Harry's berries? Do you know what those are? They're at the farmer's market and they no. charge $36 for three. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <laughs> <so> not. <laughs> not familiar. But they smell like flowers, and they taste yeah. like I don't know, baby's tears. They're unbelievable. I just yeah. had a Costco long... has excellent fruit. That's where we get a lot of our food from. They do have good fruit. Yeah, they do have good fruit. I just had a long conversation on Saturday, uh, which is yesterday. We're recording. Uh, I think the earliest in the week we've ever recorded. Is that right, Av? It's, yeah, I mean, we don't, yeah, it's the earliest you can. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> First day of the week. Uh, we could record it at midnight. <laughs> I guess, right. Yeah, we haven't done that. Yes, 12.01 Saturday night, Sunday morning. We, we can make record. the effective time of this episode 12.01 a.m. Yes, time. okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was having a conversation about, like, I'm desperate. Like, the one place in the world I want to travel that I've never been to is Japan. And the main reason is the food, just like what I've heard about, like, the produce and, like, 
you know, like the, the like the fruits, like people talk about, like, like, you know, people will bid like thousands of dollars on like a, a great melon or whatever. I mean, I'm not going to go bidding for melons, obviously, but <laughs> well, then, then you then, well, then you shouldn't go to Japan as like your white whale. No. If you're not even going to do the thing that you want to no, go there. No, for. I'm saying, but you know, but the, the, you can I'll buy a five dollar apple. That's like better than any. apple. Uh-huh. I'm not going to go spend eighty thousand dollars on a melon. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't spend eighty thousand dollars. Really true about Japan, though, because it's also like all of the different culinary arts are are arts you know people train for like forever to be the guy that slices the fruit people train for every little aspect i think there's a lot of so the the guy i was talking to is like a a restaurateur and he was actually saying how like japan right now has the best pizza in the world it has the best coffee in the world because there's a culture of really valuing like especially with like gastronomic like with food related things like really becoming an expert and really spending the time and committing to the process of making it like the best possible and so yeah. even these foods that are not like traditionally japanese are like he said that there's like incredible like microbrew coffee places we should larry should go find out about those beans on like every block <laughs> really you watch yeah the movie, um jiro dreams of sushi I mean. yeah i was about i yeah. was about to say that yeah and it's like it's, every it's, single specialty is like that like you become really a, becomes a whole yeah yeah, we'll right, say it's like this like nine month thing? wait. It's like this like a nine month wait. And it's like it's like this like little hole in the wall like underneath like a train station or something. But he's like considered the best sushi chef in the world. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's a really good documentary. Um, okay, so Larry is going to ask Ted if he'll be joining them on the plane. Um, and if so, we'll need to know your weight. <laughs> Ted's not, Ted's also not giving it, and Larry then wants to know whether or not he'll be chipping in. Yes, because I'm sure you wouldn't want to be considered a schnorrer. <laughs> um, Cheryl's like, he's with me. Like, we're, we're in together because we're together, Larry. Yeah. Uh, that's right, Larry. We're a couple. Ted reminds him. Um, Larry then tries to so hold on a second. So table. at this stage, what does Ted suspect? Because we know that Ted has on him in his pocket Larry's uh, glasses wiper, right? Yeah, right. We 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 yeah. uh, we he brought it all the way earlier, to Mexico. Yeah. So he yeah. found this. He found this at Cheryl's bed. You know, when he was over there, he suspected it belonged to somebody. Maybe Larry, maybe not. But he was suspicious enough that he decides I'm going to bring it with me on vacation to Mexico, where I'll see Larry and Jeff and Mickey. Maybe he suspects Mickey. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Earlier when he was talking to Leon, he mentions that he's missing. He can't find his uh yeah. his glasses. Cloth. To, yeah, of course we had to. Uh, so, I mean. Because Jeff, what or what is Ted thinking that when he comes in and she's when he's brushing her the teeth? I think he thinks that they're sleeping together. He just can't prove it yet. But uh, does but he doesn't confront Cheryl. He's just uh, he's still uh, detectiving uh, on the sly. I think. I mean, I guess that's you know that's a big matzo ball. If you, know, yeah, exactly. you don't have the goods, right? I feel like it's not often in a relationship. If you like have a suspicion of that, you're not like I'm just gonna keep it to myself for a while. Well, maybe, what you want? Maybe his feeling too, though, is like that guy's way too comfortable. You know, yeah, that it right. isn't like actually that he's sleeping with her. It's like he is way too, he's, you know, breaking boundaries right and left. Maybe he hasn't quite come to the. Maybe he's in shock. Maybe he's like, I'm fucking Ted Danson. Like, why am I losing <laughs> her to you? She hates you. That's all we talk about. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're gonna get to where uh, Donna comes. Uh, comes swoops yeah, back in. Donna, ah, in the morning. Bubala. Bubala. Okay. Uh, there's nothing. Nothing in the boutique. No, T-shirts. they have sarapis there. It's, that's not. Yeah. You know what? I always carry an extra dress in case it's a dress emergency. 
It's gonna look gorgeous on you. It'll fit you to a T. It's elegant, stunning. If it oh, fits you, you could keep it. You're that so, is so nice. sweet. Yes. Of course, I'm generosity itself. Uh, oh, oh, do something like that. I'm generosity. Because she's in need. So <laughs> Excuse me for one minute. No more worries. No more worries. Now, what's your last name? Uh, Maya. Oh. Very quick on your feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, her last name is Meyer, I said, right? She's not a Meyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. just is a Jewish Meyer, but yeah. yeah. But Susie turns into. Oh, did we did Meyer. we establish that earlier separately? No, no, uh, no, no. That's the first time they. Unless I don't know. Did did you say it in another scene that isn't that was cut? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Did you make that up, or did they tell you to say Meyer? Well, I think we were trying to come up with a new reason that like Susie would could be Jewish, not like maybe her. not. It's almost and like. <laughs> Yeah, and how could we convince her? And then we sort of all brainstormed yeah. a bunch of names that could be, couldn't be, you know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It can't be Goldberg Shevitz because I was just going to say she could be Goldberg or yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, green isn't a bad one, actually. Green? Yeah, green or, da- or, da- or, or David. No, David's too Jewish. Yeah, David's yeah. Green. I don't know. Connor David, the hockey player. I don't think he's Jewish. Yeah, he? I feel like there's like athletes named David. No, they're not. not the last name. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. All right. Anyway. Oh, maybe um, or Davis. Yeah. But um, yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, we had right. like talked about that Larry figured out how to win her over, and it was yeah. Yeah. Susie's just a lover of the Jews. <laughs> generosity itself, she yeah. said. Generosity <laughs> itself. Yeah. All right. When let's, Susie uh, says elegant though, you gotta run for the hills. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you'll let's uh sneak a peek at uh Larry and Leon now, just finish off this scene. Oh, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna get my weight or my fucking height. That's called a goddamn description of a motherfucker. <laughs> so it is. So it is. Sorry. Which necklace is he wearing? It's the best fucking coffee I've ever had in my fucking life. 30 uh, day. What does it say? Mm. I don't know. Get a fucking cup. Can't right. see. What the fuck happens to your goddamn mouth right now? It's not lamping. It's bigger than that. Leon. Holy shit. Leon, this is good. You're fucking right it is. This is better than Mocha Joe's. Mocha Joe can't fuck with this right here. <laughs> we gotta get these beans. You gotta get them fucking beans, Larry. Leon? <laughs> I think you did something. Hey, of course I fucking did. I'm gonna go find out about the beans. Yeah, you better. <laughs> Alright, so how good are the beans? Uh, they seem pretty damn good. Um, so yeah, so Larry's gonna head down to the manager. He uh, you know apologizes to him for the whole run in earlier. Of course, I was in the wrong. I should have paid. And you know uh, maybe you could have been a better sport about it. But uh, the ultimate takeaway here is I'm apologizing. Uh, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I have a favor for you. I just had the best cup of coffee I've ever had in my entire life. And I would love to know the name of the coffee beans that you guys use. And he says, oh, well, unfortunately, that's a proprietary uh, family secret. And the hotel is not allowed to disclose it to anybody. And Larry's like, well, you know, I, I, I understand that. But my, uh, my sister has uh, – she's very sick with Bell's palsy, uh, which has since then you know, turned into Rosenbaum's palsy. Of course, and yes. she doesn't have much, to, much longer to live. And I'm really, you know, hoping that you'll be nice enough to share me the name so that I could bring her this coffee because, you know, this coffee that she's never had before is the only thing that will make her feel better. And uh, the manager is not familiar with this condition that Larry has described, uh, but I, you know, offers his warmest regards. Uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, he will not be telling him the name of the coffee. And uh, Larry storms away, uh, tells him he's never coming back. But first, please give me directions to the plaza. I think I need to reassess my entire perspective of Marcos in season 11 because I saw him as such like a supreme asshole for what he was doing. 
But after the way Larry treated him, I think it's all justified now. Yeah, yeah, it's all justified. He we have to watch that. season eleven in sequence after season ten. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna head back. Uh, we're gonna head to the carnival now uh, for a day of fun. This is probably—I thought this was like the best scene of the episode. I really love what, what Larry it's... pulls off here. Yeah. Yes, it's supposed to be fun. I love it. I don't know what you said to Susie. Whatever it was, it was magic. Yeah. Turned all the way around. I know what makes her tick. Turned all the way around. Yes, you do. She's my best friend. Hey, look at this. Senor, guess your weight. Yes. That's not about fun. that. Nah, that's not. Yeah, that's we should do fun. it. I think we should go play like a carnival game. Oh, yeah. you don't want to do it? Well, why don't you do it? Okay. See? Okay. Take a shot. Take a shot. Okay, okay. Senor, give me a little turn. A little turn? A little turn. A little spin. Yes. Okay. Okay. That is it. Okay. That is it. There you go. Ah. 163 pounds, senor. See? What? Yes? What? Unbelievable. <laughs> right on the head. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Very good. Very nice. <laughs> good job. Why don't we go um, check out some shops? Yeah, that's a good idea. I would guess the lady weighs 155 pounds, senor. What? <laughs> we, we didn't ask you to guess. What? Who told you to say that out loud? How dare you? <laughs> you said she weighs 155 pounds? Are you sure about that? Yes. 100% positive? Yes. 155? Yes. Why, you charlatan, you quack. <laughs> I've got a good mind to take this up with the Carnival Commission. Is there a Carnival Commission? No. All right, then I won't take it up. But you'll be hearing from me again. Okay. Let's go. Let's okay. You know what? I I've got more to say to him. No. Yes. No, no, yes. no. Larry, you don't. Yeah. Hey. What's your name? Ernesto. Ernesto, you stink! Thank you very much. You did a fantastic job. I got five people coming later. I want you to guess their weights, too. You hear me? I got a good mind to punch you in the face. Stop! <laughs> After the Oscars, I'm always nervous. Someone threatens them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> All right, for the record, I weigh 134 pounds. So Larry takes me aside. And he goes, all right. So, and Jeff Schaefer's there too. And they're like, so we got to have the guy say a number. What do you think? What do you think? And they're going back and forth. And I go, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I want it to be funny. <laughs> That's the worst thing I could have said. Yeah. Just like 175. I must also add that during my wardrobe fitting. So what they do on a show, like before you go up your wardrobe, they call you and they say like, what colors are good on you? What cuts are good on you? What right. everything I told them was good on me. They were like, not that. So we're going to pick the worst color for you. The worst cut, the worst, everything was the worst. And they're like, I'm sorry, we're supposed to make you look kind of not great. And I go, what? I had no idea what my character was. So I'm like, what? I put on something and it would look good. And they go, oh, not that. Yeah, you're like I, I need to put this into like reels and stuff. Right? I think, I think oh my god, I know, right? Like I'm on corporate <laughs> Yeah. So then Larry and Jeff Schaefer are like trying to come up with numbers, and they're like 145, and Larry's like, mm. so then he goes one one, and I go oh 155. You know you want to make it higher. Oh wow. Like, okay. So that so you volunteered that? Wow. Yes, because it's funnier. Yeah. No, I agree. It's um. <laughs> I also, by the way, and, and I know this is the joke, but don't these guys always usually guess like way, way under because they don't want to get punched in the face by Larry Davids? Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you uh, okay. All right, yeah, let's, uh, so let's, let's see how well he's going to do with the rest of the crowd. Yeah. By the way, this is quite the tourist trap they got here. <laughs> it's a natural everyday affair. <laughs> 
Oh, he did say that it would happen to be a carnival in town today. Yeah. I mean, this happens to look like what? Yo-yo for the senorita? Yo-yo. Yo-yo? No, no. Get yourself a yo-yo. No yo-yo. Okay, so pause here. So here's my big question. So this is just, this is another example of like Curb's classic move of like, they introduce a line that they're inventing into the culture, introducing the culture, but also in their world, everybody already knows it, right? <laughs> right. Because Donna is like, uh, I mean, Yo-Yo Ma will get even worse, but like she's like really resistant to that term. Like this is a known thing apparently already. Right. So like she's heard it before. Like yeah. I've heard that term. People yeah. have said that term about me before. And this was LD's own thing that he, he came up with or he had a story from or was it one of the other writers or? I'm not sure where the yo-yo came from. I'm not sure. He didn't ever tell me the nexus of it. He just mm. thought it was a, a, a funny word because they yeah. do that. You know, they like it. To, is funny, well, yeah. yo-yo ma in Seinfeld, you know, Kramer yells it when he's having his seizure. Yeah. And another yeah, yeah, occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So yo-yo is <laughs> one of those inherently funny words just in comedy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I'm not certain that that was the nexus of this whole character, but I think any excuse to use the word yo-yo. Yeah. I mean, Donna uh, is Donna, or actually, you can ask Megan in real life. Either way, uh, is is she good at the yo-yo or no? The actual yo-yo. Oh, the actual yo-yo. Yeah. I think she has an aversion to yo-yo. Okay, just for the, oh, but, because she seems so casual and cool about her weight, and like you know, not concerned. And Larry's the one who's obsessed. So all yeah, and the only turning. thing I can say is there was other yo-yo stuff that happened that you didn't see. Oh, so or maybe someone was, she was struck by a yo-yo since childhood. It's been in a it's, it's PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. It could be. It could be. Yeah. So unrelated to this yo yoing Yeah. She's a separate yo-yo trauma. <laughs> Larry does love the yo-yo. We've seen him yo-yoing in many episodes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a yo-yoer. This is really cute. Jeff, you going to win me a prize? I'll be right back. Where are you going? Right back. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies. Ernesto, they're here. Hey, yo, yo, hey, hey. Here it comes. Uh-huh. Let's do a little dance. Uh, yeah, doing? come on, we'll do a little dance. Get your fucking hands uh-huh. off of me. Get off of me. Take, take my picture? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a different background. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love it. Yeah. Terrific. Hey, Leon. You see all the chicks? Leon's here? eating corn. Uh-huh. Yeah, everywhere. Oh, huh? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Over there, look at that one. Huh? Yeah. Oh my God, Leon's outfit. Oh, I'm so sorry about last night. But I know, the thing it's is, really you, know, you shouldn't really put towels on the floor. I wasn't, um, you know? He's so awkward, Cheryl. You're the one that, I, that yeah. threw the towel. Again, too I don't much. apologize about the toothbrushing last night. I just have a 48 year streak going. I didn't want what, to. What, what are you doing? What are we huh? doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Strange behavior. <laughs> hey, you know, I had a couple of drinks. Ah, All right, why don't you say yeah. something? I had so a lot what, to what drink. What is it to do in this town, Larry? What the fuck do I know? What are you asking me for? You're an asshole. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Larry's excuse is that he's drunk, which we never really see Larry drunk, so I guess it works as an excuse. Yeah. That guy uh, who is is my, that's my favorite person in the whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. I have no he's idea. Sitting there with his yeah. notepad. Yeah, he's a very good, uh, yeah, comedian with uh, very little words. Um, all right, so we head over to the uh, the ceremony. Um, Larry walks in with Donna, and uh, Susan tells Donna that she looks stunning in her dress. Larry she suggests that she should let Donna keep the dress, 
And uh, they're all making fun of Larry's uh, suit and telling him, you know, he's like, well, listen, that's all I can find. I'm lucky that I have clothes at all. And Larry notices that there's a, a bag of the coffee beans at the reception on one of the trays. I guess they were using, the, you know, really like, you know, fresh coffee, right? They're like putting the beans directly into like a drip of some sort, like out on the, uh, the wedding floor. Pretty great. Yeah. Um, and uh, him, him and Leon get on the trail. They follow the beans and they steal two bags from the restaurant. So they're, uh, they're sitting pretty. They're busy with beans at this wedding. Yes. <laughs> So busy, he almost misses the wedding. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so, yeah, Maggie, so Larry, we discussed before how uh, in in season seven when uh, when Mocha Joe was on the show, Larry like he he had Larry go pick up his beans. So in real, yeah. you know, in the world of Curb, Mocha Joe Larry knows exactly where Mocha Joe gets his beans. But uh, they have forgotten that by season uh, season ten. <laughs> yes, most people have forgotten that. I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Larry shows up late to the uh, the wedding ceremony, as you mentioned, and uh, he, he he likes the music. Larry tells her it's by Bach. She says no. Um, the Yo Yo Ma version is even better. <laughs> and Donna asks Larry if he thinks she's yo yoing because you know he keeps saying that word. And uh, he, you know, he takes out his lens cleaner to wipe his glasses when Ted finally uh, confronts him and says, Larry, I found this under Cheryl's bed. You're sleeping with Cheryl, aren't you? And, and this is straight you know, out of the Seinfeld, like, the backwards episode, right? You're sl- right. Like right at the wedding. Yeah, getting right at a wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, you know, you're lying about the toothbrush thing from the other night. You were obviously sleeping together. And Donna's like, what? I thought you brushed with your fingers. Like, you lied to me. And like, why would you bring me to a wedding where you're going to just be sleeping with your ex-wife while we're there? That's crazy. And Larry's like, no, we we didn't sleep with each other last night. We slept with each other at a different time. And that's like, ah, so it's true. And Larry's like, yeah, I guess. And uh, Ted attacks him. Yeah. And, Ted, uh, they, by the know, way, they... completely the aggressor here. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, being cuckolded. You can't take it anymore. By yeah, Larry David. Sure. But like Larry's going to be the one who's going to be uh, attacked and accused yeah. by Mickey for ruining his wedding and tackling right. his bride. It's completely Ted. I mean, yeah, although Larry they, uh... is using her as a human shield a little bit, it looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they crash into Sasha. Well, Mickey comes up. He starts yelling at Larry for ruining the ending. He's like, come on, Jeff, back me up. And yeah. Jeff uh, says, you're not going to get me to say anything bad about Larry. Now, pause. And... Why does of every single person in the entire audience, many of whom hate Larry, Donna hates Larry, Ted <laughs> hates Larry, Cheryl hates Larry, <laughs> Susie hates Larry. Why is the one person Mickey asks, the one person who is like the most loyal to Larry of all? Well, maybe he's like, even Jeff will back me up. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Look what you have wrought, Larry. Yeah. You're destroying my wedding. Uh, so, um, so he went, he tried to bite off more than he could chew. He, he went, tried to get the ultimate. Yeah. But he didn't yeah. Um, yeah. Larry is uh, exasperated. Nobody's going to help him up. Uh, we end off the episode back at the airport. Uh, Larry wants to make sure Donna has her passport. She ignores him. Um, and don't forget, I'm still eating. <laughs> still eating. And Susie wants to know where Leon is. Larry tells him he's staying back playing golf with Mickey. Yeah. Um, has, have we Jeff, ever seen Leon play golf? Um, yeah, well, no, I guess not. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's hung out pilot, at the golf club, but, you know. Right. Not golf. The pilot uh, stops before getting on board, needs to know their weights, and none of them, they're all like, no, we're not telling. And Larry's like, ha-ha, I have all the weights. Now, Jeff's like, this How is do you so know? weird for so many reasons. Everyone else who just saw the consequences of not telling is still like, nah, still not going to do it. <laughs> maybe like, they knew they got there okay. Well, they, but now they have time. an extra person. Yeah. Well, except I guess Leon's staying behind instead of Ted, but. Yeah. Uh, it's um, also, so, so, Leon, so Larry got the email the morning of like the, well, yesterday or the day before, whatever it was, right? He gets the email from the, from the captain. 
but he then he gets this list at the carnival, but then he doesn't email it back. He saves it for the dramatic reveal here. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. by the way, we, we said how yeah how Ted is flying back with him now. Why is so Donna can't wait to get away from Larry, but you know this is her ride back. But Ted, who has you know his own resources, why is he getting back on here with Cheryl and um, and Larry? Good point. Although maybe he couldn't get a jet and he wants to protect Cheryl. So he's still in, he's still interested in Cheryl, even though she's, yeah, as Ob, to use Oz's word, she cuckolded at him with her ex-husband. <laughs> I always find that people who get cheated on blame the, the Yeah, I've never understood that. Yeah. Well, that's more convenient. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Like, Here's the person who made a commitment to me. Here's the stranger. Must be the stranger's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, but the pilot, the pilot has bad news. They're still a little overweight and uh, it's those two extra bags of beans making a difference. Yeah. Now, no, again, bags of beans. What the fuck are you talking about, Captain? It's not those beans making the difference. It's throw two suitcases that weigh 200 pounds that belong to Susie. Well, well everyone's surprised because, like, what? It, it, they should be. We should be the same as last time, right? Like, if you assume Ted subs out for Leon, what? Where's oh, so all this did extra Larry fail to tell the when he told the captain all the weights on the sheet? He failed to tell the captain. I also have two bags of coffee. In I that case, so. it is Larry's fault, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, we end the episode with Larry uh, standing on the tarmac, watching the plane take off, uh, just there with his own with his bag of beans, mm. stuck in Cabo. Um, I'll go first with the rating here. I, I absolutely love this episode. It's a fun romp. I feel like, um, you know, there's a couple of little like issues that we're joking about, but like, it's just, it's one of the rare episodes. I feel like in the later seasons that stretches several minutes, but flies by yeah. like the 44 minutes honestly could have been longer. I, I would watch a whole like season in Mexico with this gang. So yeah, I, I say this episode is pretty, 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 pretty good. That's four pretties for me. I rank it number 17 out of the 105 episodes that we've seen so far. Better than any other episode in season 10 or in season nine so far. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm going to say it as well, that it is a pretty, 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 pretty good episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Um, I feel like it's, I'm, it's kind, of, kind of in this exact same place where like there's nothing like sensational about this episode or like super duper memorable but it's like the length is actually it's fine like it doesn't drag at all um it's almost like the way um elon gold describes late season curve he told us that it's just like a series of bits and this is just like a series of really fun scenes one after the other you don't feel the length at all um it's just like a romping good time it's you know we're on location we're in mexico we're having fun we're with our friends and we're just having a blast together so yeah i say uh, a really fun top level curb episode and it's too bad that they don't release uh, for season 10 online the uh, the deleted scenes the way they did for season 9. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally don't think for agree. season 11 either. Yeah, I, I wonder love why. deleted deleted scenes are my favorite. Yeah, part. I wonder why they did that or didn't do that. Yeah, and especially with a show like Curb, like there's probably so much good stuff that gets cut yeah, out just because of, like the story because it's like the plot didn't end up going there, so like it didn't end up becoming important. But like there could be great scenes. Sure. Well, uh, did you ever see that uh, that movie, The Anchorman, the second one that they made? No. So they made an entire second Anchorman just out of deleted scenes. <laughs> okay. And um, I, you can watch it on YouTube. I watch it. I forget what it's called. Um, Megan, do you know what we're talking about? No, I don't. And I want to see it now because those are my favorites. My favorites are deleted scenes and bloopers. That's I love all of that. That's awesome. my favorite part. Yeah. Of being okay. Yeah. Yes. It's called Wake Up Ron Burgundy. The Lost Movie. All right. I'm writing. It yeah. Down. I'm see it. Yeah. So it was in 2004 and was basically... 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Here, here's a review on Wikipedia from Bill Breyer of Cinnamon Buns. I don't know who that is. Quite possibly the worst pseudo sequel ever. <laughs> it is nothing more than a collection of deleted scenes and alternate takes sewn together. With yeah, that's the point. Like, did you did you went in thinking this was like a, an actual sequel to the movie? Like, then you're yes. an idiot. Like, this guy's missing the whole point of it. Yeah, this guy's a dope. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. The next reviewer understands exactly what the purpose of it is. Anyway, uh, Megan, what's your rating? Um, well, I'm going to give it uh, four pretties as well. I well, Megan, just so you know, the, it, you can give as many as five if you'd like. I know how many I can give it. I'm ah, okay. I'm more right. humble because I'm in it. Although, you know, I will. Okay. Here's why. Because I can justify it. It's not just because I'm in it. I do love, I'm a huge fan of the show. And I love seeing these characters out of their normal environment so that's what makes this one so special to me yes of course i'm in it so i love it but i love watching people who are not in their normal world react and respond to them as well so i would give it five pretties pretty pretty, there you go pretty 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 good very good all right oh come on be a come with guy and we'll let you go first this time who is your come with gal or come with guy uh let's see my come with would be you know i this might sound strange but i kind of love the carnival barker i kind of i mean the carnival weight guy. <laughs> mm, yeah he's he great kinda, he just is able to sort of pivot and and just do his job man that's what i'm doing staying out of the fray all right uh, what about you yeah, um, I feel like I'm gonna go with Jeff here. Um, you know, he gets the title. You know, he's kind of like the ultimate uh, come with guy here. Where, you know, he's not gonna say anything bad about Mickey. He's not gonna say anything bad, bad about Larry. Uh, you know, he he's backing up his friends, and uh, he's not saying bad about anything. Yeah, so I, I'm a little bit. You know, you know, when I go to restaurants, I always have to order last so I can order something to everybody else. And mm-hmm. I'm a little unsure what to do here now because I thought like, all right, like okay, Leon comes with the Cabo, like he where does everybody start and end the episode? Like Leon's the biggest winner. And I was just golfing in Cabo on someone else's dime. And oh, by the way, Leon also finds the beans. And so, you know, he is the definition of a come with guy. He's a, he comes with, and he's the big winner. Uh, Donna's a very willing date. Cheryl generously shares her toothbrush. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to give it to Ernesto uh, with his brilliant weight guessing. And that'll be like the surprise that no one sees, but uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Megan beat me too. No, but that's good. We were simpatico on a lot of things this episode. Uh, fine, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay with that. What I wrote beforehand. So yeah, I'll, I'll say that Ernesto still carries it. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. And who is, uh, you go first now. Who is the fucking asshole? Um, you're not going to get Jeff to say anything bad about him, but I'll say this. Mickey's a fucking asshole. Um, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone. He just like treats Larry like dirt for, uh, no rational reason that's explained other than like, he may have met Larry David before and had some sort of, uh, encounter, but we don't see that. We're just, uh, we're not shown anything. He won't give him his toothbrush that, you know, he shouldn't need. And he's just, you know, he, he blames Larry for something that wasn't his fault. Ted started the fight and, um, he's a big fucking asshole. Yeah, you know, that, that, that is a, I think the obvious pick. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. I'm going to go with Ted. This prick started dating his friend's ex against his friend's will. Then he ruins Mickey's wedding. He, get, he blames Larry for it. Um, and, and I feel like Ted's been skating by without uh, winning this award nearly as much as he deserves. I look back. I gave it to Ted in season six, episode one. And Av, you gave it to him in the next episode. And that's it. Um, and by the way, he's, uh, Ted has also only been uh, nominated as the Come With Guy once ever, which is kind of surprising, uh, which is by you last season. But um, I feel like Ted has earned an accumulation of uh, asshole points for how he has mistreated his friend. And now he mistre- and now he ruins Mickey's wedding as well. So I'm going to give it to Ted. Wow, that's such a good point, because I was going to say, of course, Mickey, too. And now when I think about it, 
because Ted is so, he's Ted Danson, because he's so charming, he does get a pass all the yeah. time. When you really look at his behavior, it's really crappy. Like he's a very bad friend. He also acts like he shouldn't have to get busted for the fact that he's doing something really gross. Like you should, yeah, he's bad. And he definitely made through the first punch for sure. Yeah. And he goaded him into it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go Ted. I can't believe it. I was so 100% Mickey. Oh, wow. Like, Ted seems premeditated <laughs> and also yeah. just uh, more narcissistic too. Like it, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Ted carries it. I would you stop with the Ted dance? Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. Our, our big guest star in the episode, but uh, not playing a character, playing himself, is Timothy Ol- Oliphant. And like, was that a surprise to you, Av, that, he, uh, that he's playing a character here? Like a lot uh, of no. other people who sort of carry shows in the way. Um, yeah. You know, they're like although Brian Cranston p- played a character, and so I guess uh, yeah, 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 he's continuing along that path. We had uh, M- Megan Price plays a character, of course, as well. Of course, I play a character, yes. But Timothy yeah. Oldman also has been uh, famously like married to the same woman for like thirty-five years or something. So I think he couldn't play himself if he was sure. Married. But Ted Danson uh, got divorced true. from t- uh, from Mary Steenburgen. Oh, that's true. On, <laughs> on Curve. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think Larry gives a shit about that. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, hold on. Uh, Colonel Vidman was worried because in the scene when when season 11 ends, where he's on the plane going off with the new Mary Ferguson because he's married in real life. And he asked his oh, it's his wife is like very active on Twitter. And he asked his wife permission. He's like, is that OK if I pretend to not be married on this show? And his wife's oh like, yeah, it's Kermit enthusiasm. It's OK. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Do you want to hear a funny thing that you can cut out of the podcast? You know, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So That's funny. awesome. All right. Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun talking about a really fun episode of Curb. Thank you so much. That was so fun to get to like relive it and walk through it again. That was mm. so, yeah. And I yeah, love was... all your theories about all the different little like <laughs> details. That's so great. I feel like I just learned yeah. a whole bunch about the episode, even though you kind of made it up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked our made up stuff. We appreciated your actual information from behind <laughs> the scenes of when the show, when the show was filmed. So <laughs> So yeah, so both uh, both are helpful to understanding the episode. Uh, so yeah, we're gl- gl- very happy that we were able to make this work and that you were able to join us. This was super duper fun and uh, we had a blast. Mm. And tell Larry to bring you back for season 12 and then you'll come back to the podcast. I've been telling you, you can him. come with as well. Him. I think it's so good because either we make her like yo crazy up. That was my pitch. I'm like, I'll come well, That's what I got to say. You know, yeah. you got to put in... You got to like, put in the work, Megan. You got to yo-yo up. You, you put on 50 pounds. That, I don't you, actually have to. Like, but no, I listen, you got to go method. You like well, Christian Bale or yeah, whatever. You they want to see your commitment to the role. Pounds. Yeah. <laughs> cause yourself yeah. severe it's, medical it's damage. It's really good for actresses to do that yeah. for their careers. Yeah. Always yeah. well respected. <laughs> Maybe you could take some medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megan, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. And I love thank what you, so you bring to the, I just love what you bring to the experience for the audience of watching Curb. It's like so much more entertaining to have watched the episode and then hear you guys talk about it. It's like, it makes the episodes fuller. Oh, wow. Oh, thank, well, thank you so you. much. That's very nice. <laughs> well, that's what we're, that's what we're, that's what we're here for, I guess. Uh, so we greatly right. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and this was, this has been so, so great. So thank you so much. All right. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Larry David! How are you, you lousy Jew? But 
thing. He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. Ashanda. Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew. First up this week, we have William Blake, who says, hey, Alex and Av. The come with guy is Jeff because he wouldn't say anything bad about Mickey or Larry. And the fucking asshole is Ted Danson because he is the most annoying cuckold. Um, I like the wall piling on uh, Ted all of a sudden. Yeah, although he's not the cuckold, right? I thought the cuckold is the... The the cuckold is the one who gets cucked. The one who their partner cheats on them. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Well, right. Okay, fine. Yes, Ted is the cuckold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he gives the episode four pretties, solid episode. Larry gets the much vaunted and ever elusive beans, and Timmy Oliphant is a good, like always. Jim Crumley writes, and you're never going to get me to say something bad about Mickey. It felt like they were trying too hard. On paper, it seems like the beans, the weight, and toothbrush pots should work together, but it didn't just fit. The whole weight limit on the plane thing was contrived. Yes, they have to consider weights when calculating the amount of fuel to carry, but they're only flying to Cabo, not Brazil. Two pretties out of five. With guy is Leon for both being the best part of the episode and going along the entire episode, trying out coffee in LA, going to the wedding in Mexico, stealing beans with Larry, and golfing with Mickey. Fucking yeah, asshole. I, I thought what Jim thought, but you and Megan both said you had experience with this on on small puddle jumper flights. So, um, yeah, I guess it depends on the size of the plane. I mean, you would think maybe a, a, a large plane. Like, this is a pretty big plane. So it should be able to to make that trip. Uh, fucking asshole is the hotel clerk charging for a stain, not giving out the name of the coffee hookup. He's always polite, but still an asshole. Mm-hmm. Zach Brooks writes, and he says, what a strange episode between the long title and the destination wedding plot. It does make me want to go sit at a sushi bar so I cannot make eye contact with anyone. Seemed that Leon actually broke Larry during that phone call in the opening scene. Three and a half pretties. Come with guy is Leon for everything. Fucking asshole is ten Ted for ruining Mickey's wedding with his insult. Uh, by the way, if if Larry had only side sat, if it's Larry had only gone to a sushi restaurant in the previous episode, the whole side sitting, he never would have had that issue. Yep, that's why he shows his go for sushi. Solves yeah. a lot of problems. And finally, we end off with Olin Allen, who says, best of the season so far easily, whether it's my anti-season time bias or not. It didn't hit the heights I previously remembered, and not quite an all-timer, though. Sounds like we got a baby. Yeah, he was trying to participate in the uh, postman. Baby, who's the fucking asshole? (laughs) Yes, for interrupting the podcast. Baby's the fucking asshole. Okay, fair. Um, good to see a slide off the wall Timmy Oliphant performance nicely set up and paced for the finale, but no major laugh out loud moments. I do feel Larry should have seized the opportunity of a yo-yo girlfriend, though. I mean, if you are going to end up in a monogamous relationship, I think it would be nice to have different textures to explore. Also, kudos for the festival weight measurer for also being able to convert things into imperial form from his own standard metric for the American tourists so easily. Yeah, it's a tourist trap carnival. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, four pretties out of five on the rating. Come with guy is Leon. Again, literally coming with, even without an invitation, manages to sort out problems at Latte Larry's and discovers the beans they need. And the fucking asshole is Larry. Mainly for the first half of the episode, too perturbed by his girlfriend's possible weight fluctuation after making her carry his chewed gum through his own laziness. Well, it's his brilliant form of flirtation that works for him, so. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Okay, in terms of the episode rating, the audience gave it an overall score of 3.38, which would rank it as the 53rd ranked episode as per the audience. Um, we are gonna, we're going to drive that up. Um, I gave it a 4. You gave it a 4. Megan gave it a 5. That uh, raises the score all the way up to 4.09, which makes this the 17th ranked episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
So mm -hmm. a lot of support from the uh, the panel here, not as much from the uh, postman, but uh, averages out very nice. All right. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. Well, next week, we have insufficient praise. And I have to confess, unlike this week's episode, based on the title alone, I don't remember what happens. Although, um, when I look at the credits, I see it's the Clive Owen episode. So, um, you know, we will see Clive Owen. And it'll be the debut of Vince Vaughn playing Freddie Funkhauser with zero explanation of who he is and why. <laughs> of, um, the, the funk that we know and love. Yeah. So we can uh, we, we discussed that a little bit when we talked about season eleven a couple of months ago, but we can uh, jump right back into the to the Vince Vaughn of it all. And um, yeah, I'm very excited. We're, we're down the stretch run. We're uh, in that meaty part of season ten, and you know this uh, this podcast is uh, hopefully going to have a, a strong finish as we uh, wrap through season ten. Yeah, and you know, just uh, just a note. Next week is uh, Passover, and we're both traveling, so we are going to do our very best to uh, find a time that works to record this episode. But if it doesn't work out, then we might we may end up skipping a week. But we'll we'll we think we'll make it work. Yeah, you'll yeah you'll get insufficient praise at some point. Um, hopefully over Passover. If not, it's because Av and I the time we were having is just uh, too. <laughs> Get a life, Jews.